Welcome to The Vinyl Collective, your weekly journal of the hip-hop and R&B landscape. I'm your host, John. And I'm your co-host, Sofa. Welcome back. Welcome, Welcome. back. And I, I know every every week, I know, I know you've got, you've probably been preparing one of your little metaphors, so I'm, I'm ready to hear it tops. Actually, no, not, 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 not really. So, so actually what I've been doing like recently and actually for quite a while, actually. So I don't know, I, maybe I've mentioned on the podcast, probably haven't, but like I'm getting really into like Greek mythology. So I, mm. I really like, like, you know, so, like the fables and stuff like that. And like this, you know, the more of the stories and things like that. I always just find the whole like universe quite interesting. So one thing I was looking at recently actually was the story of um, Athena and Arachne. Do you know about this, this story? Not really, no. Okay, cool. So obviously, Athena is one of the, you know, main goddesses of weaving. And obviously, Arachne was someone who came up as a weaver, and she was a really good weaver, right? Like, she was good. But then, obviously, she started, you know, essentially started running her mouth, they saying, I'm the best weaver there is. I'm even better than Athena. And obviously, Athena caught wind of this, was like, hey, hold up, like respect like i've been doing this for a while <laughs> do you know what i mean like i've been doing this for a while like but you know maybe for some reason arachne didn't want to admit, arachne didn't want to admit that she's the best here maybe for the mere fact she has ovaries i don't know whatever so moving on so obviously athena kind of goes to arachne but she comes in like a different form and basically says look humble yourself just admit you're not better than athena and then arachne was like no i'm better than athena and then Athena comes out, she's like, look, you're doing too much now, let's let's have it out. So they have a weaving contest, like it's a massive thing, obviously, Athena versus Arachne. And basically what happened was, Arachne's weaving, like she's so good, but she's doing it in a way that's displeasing the gods. So people kind of feel like she's kind of, you know, taking the piss. Mm-hmm. So then Athena gets her instrument, I can't remember what they called it now, it's an old school term, and then she whacks her against the head three times, like, what the fuck are you doing? Like, relax. So then after a while, Arachne realizes, oh, oh my gosh, like I've displeased the gods. Like, you know, I need to, I'm doing too much. And she, you know, she walks away, tries to hang herself, but she fails. So then um, after this, Athena goes to Arachne and is like, hey, you know what? Just so you can repent, you know, just so you can understand. I'm going to make sure you come back to life, but you're coming back to life as a spider. Maybe giving them venom, some may say. Who knows? Mm-hmm. But whatever. So Arachne now lives the rest of her life as a spider as a for a crime, just to not being humble, not admitting that she's not the best. And then here we are. But in completely un completely unrelated terms, let's talk about little Sims. <laughs> <laughs> I was wondering which artists we were getting onto, and then I, I knew when there's a little little competition happening. I was like, yeah, it's got to be Simbi. Ah, uh, when we recorded last week. I think it had just dropped, right? And we were like, we, yeah. need, we need to save our reactions. We need to give mm-hmm. it its just due. Um, so <laughs> me and Tope, like the level of excitement that we had for this was like, we were messaging each other, you know, in the build up, like, mm. you know, have you got your screen ready? Are you listening to BBC One? Are you ready? Um, yeah. It, the first time I heard it, 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 I think it blew me away. It was probably an understatement. Because I was like sat cross-legged on my bed, you know, headphones on, just like eyes trained on the screen. Mm. Um, and yeah, like I think the first couple of words that came to mind were like cinematic. Um, mm. And then just like s- scale. Yeah. <laughs> like the yeah. scale of, of production, the scale of um, like instrumentation. It felt like, you know, inflow. We'll talk about him more like, mm-hmm. but like inflows. Um, 
kind of like live instrumentation and mm. strings and all of that from gray area was put on this track and it was just like tenfold like maximized yeah. um mm-hmm. yeah so that, that, those are my early thoughts yeah i mean <laughs> is, is there much to say here is there really what i mean I keep telling people in it. I keep saying it, and 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 obviously the album hasn't dropped yet. But I know that tweet I said about like you know I can't wait for those half baked excuses when Little Sims drops. It's already starting to age, John. That little <laughs> that little Merle I have in the, in the cupboard. I it's, might just get a bottle of wine and just wait. It's for a vintage the already. It's a vintage. Like oh, I cannot wait because literally I think there's one person. I'm not going to call him out, but he knows exactly who he is. So obviously when I made that tweet, like I think like a week or so before the song dropped, I know, they're like, it too. yeah. So oh, like I know you like that. I know you like little sins, but I, you know you you really like. I'm like, I mean, why not? Like her last three albums. Um, if you're including Stillness and Wonderland Deluxe, Deluxe, cool. Then she drops Great Area. Then she dropped Drop Six. Now she's dropped this. So why the fuck are you not on this trade? Like, this is the freest trade. Like, if you ever want to be that guy to be like, oh my gosh, I can spot new talent or I can spot good talent. This is the time. This is the time. Like, it's not I too can, late. It's not too Join late. Us. You've, you've got how many months? She announced the album, obviously, sometimes I might be introvert. I think it's like early September. So you've got about five months to get your shit together. No, four months even to get your shit together and join this train. Because I just, you know, it's again, it's one song, six minutes though, and we'll get into it. But I love being proven right. I love it. I fucking love that shit. This song is easily, easily, this is not hyperbole. This is the best single I've heard all year. 100%. 100%. Like, <clears throat> yes, it's very dramatic. It's very cinematic. But the way she enters in and the way she kind of just rises to be and the chemistry, like we said on episode three, go back and listen. The chemistry mm-hmm. between her and Inflow is ridiculous and it's only gotten better. Cleo Soul. Bringing yeah, Cleo yeah. Soul as well. Oh, God. Oh, Trinity. my gosh. Oh, God. Yeah, it's lovely. I cannot state this enough. Like, what I'm gonna say here, right? It's gonna sound crazy, but if you, I feel like John, you understand me, and I think it's just the audience that needs to understand me. There's, there's only a few artists, right? There's very few artists that you look at them and you think it's not even just a case of them trying to be a good rapper. You can tell they're genuinely trying to be the best. And I know a lot of people think mm-hmm. that every rapper tries to do that. They don't. They just they get their money and it's like, okay, cool. I'll just keep doing it, pay the bills. No shame in that. But there's very, very, very few who is like, even after they drop a classic, they're like, I'm going to try and beat that. Like when Kendrick dropped down, he legit thought he was trying to beat the Pimper Butterfly. That, that doesn't mm-hmm. mean you succeed every time. You know, think of Andre 3000. You think of, you know, Prime Nas, Prime J. Like, there's maybe not, maybe not even J. Like, there's, there's, there's a very few, like, circle of artists who, like, they are legitimately trying to smash whatever they've done before. And I'm telling you now, and I genuinely believe it, I do think she's trying to beat Great Ariel because everything that, everything she's shown us right now shows that she's trying to go for that classic. Yeah. And what's the one thing rappers do in their discographies to always try to cement themselves? I want to see if you get it. Have a guess. Mm. I mean, it, it could be a lot of things. Yeah. Bring, I mean, just give me bring back the now. same. Bring back the same producer. Okay, fair. But my answer was double disc. Every big rapper tries a double disc. Right. Every mm. single one, even the ones that are dead. Every single one at one point in the career, it's like, okay, Tupac and Billy did it. I'm trying to do it. She's yeah. going for a double disc. 
She's going for a big statement Am- album. Ambitious. 17 Very, tracks. 17 tracks. Ambitious. Going with the same formula. Coming with live product. She's trying mm. to go for it. She's yeah. trying to go for it. And even if she falls a little bit short, it's still going to be a good album. So I'm, I, I genuinely feel like, I don't know, I haven't fucking spoken about the song yet, but I genuinely do feel like she's one of those people. And I see it in her like, bro, she's actually trying to be the best. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I, I think defi- that's just so fun to watch. Yeah, you definitely, you definitely sense like every, everything you said about her, like the way she does her art, the way she kind of, mm-hmm. um, you know, she's not always like teasing these songs all the time. Mm-hmm. Like she's, She's just got straight back in the studio and mm. tried to get all the pieces together. Um, mm. So yeah, literally just like to better herself. Mm. It's like a a lot of, I mean, a lot of artists, like not necessarily even music, like talk about it being like an addiction, right? Like mm. you have to go back and you have to try and be better each time. Yeah. Um, and yeah, she's, defi- she's definitely one of those artists. Like mm. the song itself though, right? So yeah. you're saying, you know, the, the way she writes it, it, it literally like this, the live instrumentation right like it builds up slowly it doesn't even like it comes in pretty strong but then it just yeah. like builds up just like you can imagine how it's like a surfer let's go for an analogy right you know <laughs> there's a big wave it's kind of swelling up right and it's just like building and building and building it's almost at its peak and she just like here comes the surfer out of nowhere onto the top of the wave and then just like rides it through i think that's a pretty good analogy because that is how it is like you get all this like so much build up and then boom, little sins just there, right in the center of everything, just giving you just, just, uh, just say it. Like the thing about her as well, like she's so urgent on this song. Like mm. it's like everything she's saying, like you must hear what I'm saying yeah. right now. It's the most important thing in the world. And I love that about little sins. Kind of, I know people try to act like she's not, you know, she's not a lyrical miracle or whatever, but she can command your attention like a motherfucker. And that's exactly what she did here. Like she speaks on a whole range of, sh- whole range of shit. Like, and even though, like, the song Six Minutes, she's not rapping for about half of it. Like, yeah, I don't know. I, th- I think, what, what do you kind of think of, like, the subject matter? Because she's talking about, like, the um, politics. She's kind of talking about, like, um, being affected by, like, you know, gentrification or, like, basically kind of find the balance between, mm-hmm. like, um, you know, ha- letting her ego kind of swell to compare to being humble. Like, yeah, what, what do you kind of take from the track? Yeah, I don't know. It may just be a completely left field comparison, mm. but like there are a few lines in there which was just like assessing the current like socio political landscape, being like this is happening, this is happening. Like mm. it, it felt urgent and it had that kind of like untitled number one yes. feel about it. Wasn't it? Was I mean I'm not going to compare mm. like the rapping ability, but just it the had urgency. that kind of feel about it. Yeah, yeah. 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 As if she yeah. was just like because that was the first song on on his um, obviously on that. Compilation, compilation. Um, mm. So yeah, it had the same level of urgency, um, the same kind of like statement song, mm. um, and then obviously the, the subject matter of like what it means to be a woman. Kind of like finishing mm. on that line was like, ooh, there's oh, so much to look forward to on this album. Mad, yeah. Getting a girl from um, what's the fuck, the Crown? Oh fuck, like, oh my. If you're a fan of music in it, and I and I don't say this often, I genuinely do not say this often, but there's no way you look at a song and think this is like not a good song. Like even just the instrumentation, like inflow is out of his fucking mind. Like, oh my god, like even just the instrumentation, it's like and the way he kind of like progresses it and changes it when she's saying certain things, I'm like, oh like don't talk to me about TSB and J5. I'm sorry they're good, but this guy is like He's in his own tear, like, sorry. They're not, no one's doing shit like this, man. 
Who's no one's like oh like and and like the little samples like these little kids in the background yeah. like yeah the little voice, oh yeah. and like Cleo Soul as well. oh my gosh oh it's so mm. it's so well done it's yeah. so well done yeah it's, insane song as an intro as well like it's the first song in the album Huge that's what I'm as well. saying what is it, like six minutes <laughs> yeah it just you know there's you know, oh. there's some some absolute bangers it has to slap this it has to slap and I'm saying like if it doesn't slap I'm going to be so upset because the amount of hype you build off just like this is like the worst quote unquote worst single you can have because it's generating so much hype like oh my gosh what is woman going to be about like the next song what the fuck's that about because you because every because oh it's too it's too tantalizing (laughs) it's too much like it's just oh it's just I'm just very surprised that she's able to kind of come in like literally as this gray area like was just yesterday with the same mm-hmm. energy and just kind of still like at that like artistic level and obviously yeah mm-hmm. going back to the same old formula like we wanted her to um when we spoke about a few months ago but man we'll like, say like broach yeah. other issues as well and like yeah exactly and i'm sure she's gonna bring in you know different like not necessarily a whole different soundscape but i'm sure mm-hmm. she's gonna switch it up throughout the album um, yeah because yeah like a, we said this one this mm. this was like the strings on like venom or whatever but like on steroids <laughs> because it exactly. was like even bigger you know you know the kind of amb- mm. level of ambition she has as well from the music video right like mm. it was a montage of like london street scenes with like the national history museum I, i'm mm. sure there must be more like more visuals from the natural history. Yeah, that was the only sure. slight disappointment for me. No, I'll say, I was, was going like, to say like, <laughs> this building is, is immense. And mm. like, we only kind of sort like the foyer. Right. Yeah. Like, I mean, but then it must cost a fuck ton to kind of I'm like, sure. hire I'm the sure. whole building, right? So like, I can't, can I, cl- yeah. can I climb on the dinosaur? No. <laughs> you don't get <laughs> exactly. that for your like, 2000 pound package. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> exactly. But you know, like bonus add-ons. <laughs> I mean, it was kind of cool to see this place around London. Obviously, like my hometown, like you know, Crystal Palace slash um, mm. Penge, like um, kind of taking the shots of them, um, the training grounds, and like mm. doing all of that. I thought that was pretty cool, um, just me personally. But whatever, I know it doesn't mean a lot to pretty much like ninety nine percent of Little Sims fans. But um, yeah, the video to me again, I always tell you people always try to two hundred IQ these fucking videos in it. So for me, it was like whatever. I hope it makes more sense in context of um, the album. But again, I feel like there's two sides to that record as well because you can see like she has that red side on the back cover where she seems a bit more, I'm not going to say aggressive, but you know, I mean, mm. like, even like the track listing, it changes colour after like track 10 or some shit like that. I'm not yeah. too sure. So I think, again, yeah, go, going for a concert, going for the double disc, obviously acting in for Simbi. So I do, I think one thing though, and this is the one thing that slightly concerns me because obviously Grey Area was about Little Sims in its entirety. Yeah. And obviously calling your next album, Simbi, feels like it's going to be more the same, but it does feel like she's more keen to talk about these current things, obviously just off yeah, this one song. Yeah. So we'll see how far she goes with that. But yeah, and I hope there's a lot more secret features because it's, there's only two noted ones, but I feel like there's going to be more. So very excited. Yeah. Very excited. Watch this space. Yeah, watch, watch this space. space. <laughs> it's been a lot more that's been happening the last few weeks, yeah, music-wise. Um, yeah, let's get through it. I know, I know... For, you're you're keen definitely to talk a little bit about Corday. So obviously, you know, in anticipation of his new album, he released uh, a four track EP. Mm-hmm. Um, pretty diverse. And if these are like maybe not throwaways, but if these are you know not making it onto yeah. the album, it's it's a good sign of things to come. 
<laughs> I listened to it for the first time today. Um, mm. I listened a couple times over. Um, yeah, yeah, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it a lot. I really like the um, just as like a highlight. Probably what's up was like brilliant. Mm. The, the way it like teased me with like those little Latin guitar intro, mm. and then it just like switched into like a really good trap beat. Mm. Um, yeah, it rem- the way the way Corday was flying on like maybe his second verse reminded me a bit of like, you know how Future just jumps onto the heady one drill beat and just like works it perfectly. This this is what Corday did on that with Young yeah. Thug, and I was like, look at the way they're like trading verses on. Yeah, on, oh, on I fucking love it. Beat. I it's fucking mad. love it. It's mad. Oh man, but yeah, I mean, um, it's not all about the subject matter when it's that mm. genre of music, but yeah, his flow was special. Yeah, I think the chemistry between them two was just so good. Like, yeah, again, it was very derivative, but yeah, even like the way, like the different flows they had and they're still going back and forth. It just, ah, oh, like, yeah. And yeah, shout out to the producer. I know that, I can't remember his name, but I know he works a lot, quite a lot with him, AJ Tracy as well. So obviously him kind of working with Young Fucking Corday. It's pretty big for him. Um, but yeah, obviously I wrote about the four track EP, I think a couple of days ago. Um, I think, yeah, if, if these are throwaways and obviously, I put hip hop's golden child, and I kind of meant that as a slight diss, right? Because I thought the thing about Corday, yeah, as much as I love him and I love his debut album as well, but man, does he not get the best part of the pie every fucking time? Like he's worked with some of the best rappers to ever do it, like yeah. Q-Tip, Push fucking Pusha T. You know, say what you want, Meat Mill. That's a bit. All these guys on his first album, he worked with some yeah. very expensive people, and obviously now he's got. You know, production credits from Q-Tip, from Terrence Martin, from Raphael Sadiq. It's like, okay, I guess I just cannot fail then. Like, whatever. Like, do you know what I mean? Like, but to be fair, one thing I always said about Corday, and I'll still say, like, the guy can fucking rap. Yes, he does wear his influences on his sleeve a lot, but the boy can rap. And I feel, it does feel like the rap industry is kind of like choosing him to be the, the one to kind of take the throne for this decade. And Again, if these are throwaways, then I'm excited that maybe he will be the one to do it because if this is what is not on the album, then again, you're setting some high expectations for what will be on on this album. Yeah, the other songs are good. They felt there were a lot of, um, I know he generally does it, obviously, a lot of like childhood and like family references. And, you know, this is how I conduct my life because of my grandparents teaching and stuff. Um, Quite a few like art references. Yeah in there loads of things about like canvas and um but yeah no i liked it did you how did you feel about the q-tip one i didn't like the hook at all and i, I did I, not I, like yeah. q-tip's voice on that yeah it felt like he was just like high as fuck and it was like can you just do the hook and he's like yeah or it was like he did the hook and obviously because corday is like oh my gosh a tribe called quest he's like oh i gotta keep it in then it felt like that like i would much rather prefer like a verse from him as well yeah. like I was like, what's going I think that's like my least favourite song on EP. It's not bad because I think the verses are really good by Corday, mm-hmm. but it just feels like he was just phoning that in like a motherfucker, yeah. like yeah. ridiculously. So yeah, mad disappointed actually. Yeah. Dreaming Colour was good. <laughs> nice. Good. I mean, you know, we can't talk about him without saying he's you know, part of a very cute couple. Um, but he's like, yeah. yeah, my girl would forfeit a tennis match just to meet my grandmother. Man, she's truly a keeper. <laughs> yeah, actually, I'm going to ask you about that. What did you think? Because on, on the More Life um, song, he was like, um, what's it called? My girlfriend's a tennis star. You out here? You guys are out here marrying her. Nice. A lot of people were really yeah. upset by that. <laughs> I thought it was pretty funny, but I don't know. What do you think about that? <laughs> I thought it was funny. I don't think he's... 
I don't think he's necessarily doing it as like a preachy thing. It's just mm. an observation and just quite <laughs> like humorous. Yeah, yeah, that's awesome. Um, <laughs> yeah, no, I liked it. Um, yeah. yeah, the yeah, fun, final song as well had a nice kind of like outro feel to it, didn't it? Like yeah, classic like stripped back instrumental. Yeah, um, I think it was more of a reflection on like what's going on. Yeah, yeah. Of course, he, he's talking a lot about um, that song "Family Matters" he has on his debut, where he basically kind of just out. I know he doesn't feel like he did, but he basically just aired out his whole fucking lineage of dirty laundry, and they were not happy about that. Clearly, like he seems, he said like he almost lost a connection with his aunt. He's still got some cousins he doesn't speak to because of that song. So it's like, um, yeah, like it seemed like yeah they were not happy about that. But it does. It's good for him, for him to kind of like be mature by his perspective and kind of understand like, yeah, okay, I kind of get it. Do you know what I mean? But yeah, no, yeah. Shout out to Corday. Can't, can't wait to see what um, comes from stuff. him next. Um, what let's, else is going on? Let's go just on. talk about wireless. Come on. Let's <laughs> go, on, go on then. Go on then. Kick <laughs> us off then. Kick us off. Fuck it. Oh, so, so many issues with the lineup. Um, mm. I feel like the, that classic phrase, right? Three things and... Three things are sure in life. Death, the tax man, and Skepta headlining wireless. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, okay, cool, cool. I mean, whatever. I mean, let's give some context, right? I'll, I'll swing it back to you in a second. But yeah, obviously, um, the, the, well, I saw the lineup come out yesterday. And I think the first big complaint I saw about it was um, obviously a vinyl collective favourite, uh, Mahalia. Yeah. She kind of chimed in and she basically said, quote, Wireless back at it again with the penis fest. Woo, I'm tired. Unquote. So yeah. Um what what, what do you think about like I agree. What she said? We talked okay. about this. I said, what was it? Sausage for breakfast, lunch, and dinner at Wireless. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's yeah, it's much. true. What is it? They've announced like forty something artists and three of them are females. Mm-hmm. Like there's there's a lot of talent from men and women in the hip hop and R and B world. Yeah. And you've chosen three. <laughs> Like it's it's actually crazy, isn't it? Like you've got fan favorite Sims, you've got Sizzy, you've got Doja Cat, you've got so many artists right now who mm-hmm. could easily headline a day. And even if you're thinking like London, right? You could yeah. get Georgia Smith, you can get Tiana Major, you can get Ossie Mahalin. Oh, clearly, yeah. she didn't get invited, right? So yeah, like, yeah. do you know what I mean? So you can, there's, there's some R&B artists, maybe even Neo, Leanne Lahavis. Like you can yeah, probably yeah. get a couple people. Do you know what I mean? So yeah, keep continue. It's, yeah. So I think in that sense, people also looked at it and been like, it's just become a rap drill festival, mm. Mm. which it has by the the kind of like the frequent flyers, right? <laughs> like the, yeah. the kind of artists that you can kind of expect to be there every single year. Um, but yeah, she she 100% has a point. Um, mm. Like female artists, especially from those examples, like black British female artists are getting passed <laughs> off again yeah. and again passed up again and again and again um yeah yeah, yeah. no fair i mean i saw someone say what about any i was like okay relax boys relax like go on it's one, it's one song it's one song let's let's fucking relax here isn't it? Like, <laughs> <laughs> i like that one that one boy back like, what about any <laughs> <laughs> literally i'm like all right all right all right cool okay we, we're taking this too far <laughs> but yeah behavior all the other points stand yeah all the other points yeah. stand right so i think one thing i the, the first thing that came to mind was like okay cool so how many of these artists 
have been approached and declined because obviously there's a lot of fucking festivals going on this year, yeah. like big yeah. or small. And two, obviously, how many just didn't get approached? Obviously, that's kind of a number we won't have. <clears throat> but well, after thinking about it some more, right? One of my thoughts, okay, if it's someone like Mahalia, who is probably one of the biggest singers in the country right now, if Mahalia isn't getting approached, then yeah. who the fuck is? Like, that's what I thought. Like, they probably did get like a Georgia Smith, right? But I was like, okay, like, there's a lot of decent enough singers. Like, do you know what I mean? There's, there's enough, like, even if you're talking rappers, right? Because in terms of rappers, maybe there isn't like a lot that you'll be like, oh my gosh, I need to listen to the whole set. Fair enough. Like, I know people like, maybe even someone like, maybe Bree Runway. Like, I know people like her. Maybe Shabo. Um, you have um, Miss Banks, of course. Mm-hmm. Obviously Little Sims. Um, so yeah, I feel like there's, there's enough to be approached. But again, you don't know how many of them are saying yes or no. So cool. But again, yeah, it's quite concerning. And you saying that it's turned to a trap fest is 100% true. And they're intentionally doing that shit because two things, right? <clears throat> the type of people who habitually listen to trap music will probably spend a lot at wireless on recreational drinks. <laughs> so it's like, cool. I mean, let's, let's call a spade a spade, right? They're probably the likely the ones who are going to like listen to a lot of music they don't fucking care about. And they're going to ramp up the food and drink prices. That's fair. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? So I kind of get that. Like, you're not trying to listen to, I don't know, like, you're not trying to listen to, like, FK. Maybe you are trying to listen to FK Twix at a concert. Okay, maybe try, you're not trying to listen to, like, someone like, I don't know. Leanne. Yeah, you're not trying to listen to Leanne that like, fucking wireless. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, off your, you're not trying to do that. You need, like, certain songs that are just going to get you hype and jump around. And yeah, that's yeah. fine. That's perfectly fine. But the thing about wireless, and this is why I've never really fucked with wireless, they have three days and they're all essentially the same. It's just that one is a worse version than one another. It's not even like, oh, we have like, you know, a Dreamville type of day where it's like, mm-hmm. you know, spacey sounds and like conscious rap, whatever. Or then you have one day you have like Drake and, you know, all the hype big artists. Like you don't have that. Yeah. It's just like this level of trap. Oh, kind of trap, but plus Skepta and kind of trap, but we got enough for you instead. Like that's how it feels oh, these days. No. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like it doesn't feel like there's like a conscious effort to actually allocate these artists correctly or even get good enough artists. But yeah, I mean, Wireless has been in the shit for at least half a decade anyway, so 100%. <laughs> whatever. Um, yeah, they're definitely living, <clears throat> like you said, in a pre- in another decade. Because um, <laughs> yeah. yeah, 2018 was exactly the same thing. Three mm. days, three female artists. Mm. Um, and they've done it again this year. Yeah, uh, go, I swear, go to Park Life. Um, yeah. This isn't a sponsored <laughs> message. Okay, if you want to sponsor us, we'll shout you yeah, out. Yeah, wouldn't mind. Um, yeah. <laughs> I mean, former Hadia, man, probably has to pay off that rent. And it, obviously, lockdown's been a long time. <laughs> probably a lot of rent due, man. Like, but yeah, I mean, your know age, if I was a fucking event organizer, I would just message for Hadia on the slide, just be like, hey, we still got some space. We'll kick out this other guy. Because fucking hell, like, who's not, she's got like fucking near 5 million monthly listeners. Yeah. Like, People are going to come from the Hadia. So if anyone's missing out on that, it's 2021 as well. And you've got artists like (laughs) Swarms. I'm not even going to comment on that because I'm I'm nice. Like, yeah, big artists, but like 2021, (laughs) haven't really heard much from him. I mean, it's a industry plants exist. Like here's what we got here, right? And this is why when people told me the UK scene is like super good these days, I'm like, okay, let's talk about it. So we got as a headline after future, right after future, D block Europe. Okay, cool. Whatever. Dig a D. Okay, cool. Take that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Then we got people like millions who still doesn't have an album. So who's going to play the feature songs or his songs? Who the fuck knows? Um, 
Okay, most that SL, cool. Young Team Voxy. That's a headline. It's a headline. Okay, cool. Whatever. Um, Saturday, J1. J1's name is above Meek Mills. It's above Nines. What? It's above Sway Lee's. It's above Tion Wayne's. J1. Oh, boy. And then Sunday, right after Migos, who, again, haven't dropped a fucking competent album. Oh, they That's even why Megan Thee Stallion should have headlined Sunday. <clears throat> I agree. 100%. Oh, my gosh. I just realized this. So you've got Megan Thee Stallion on the third line and you got Who's right after Migos. Abracadabra is right after Migos. <laughs> Holy shit, that's actually bad. And Charlie Sloth and Friends. <laughs> Charlie Sloth and Friends is right after. What the hell? What do you mean? <laughs> that is so disrespectful. She definitely did not know that was going to happen because the fact that Charlie Sloth and Friends isn't dead I don't think she knows who Charlie Sloth is. That should that's be ridiculous. dead love. That's the most ambiguous. That's like, you know, when they try to... This I know Wallace is in a fucking gutter. Remember, I think it was last year. or No, obviously it wasn't last year. The year before where they had DJ Khaled and friends, and everyone's like, yeah. right, guys, they're bring- he's bringing out Drake, and he didn't fucking bring out anyone they cared about. Do you remember that? That's what it feels like, but maybe a bit worse. Like it's his even- actual friends. <laughs> yeah, like, even... What the fuck? Yeah. Even Heady ones below this? That's ridiculous. Rick Ross, Young Thug? Like, this is mad disrespectful. This is mad... So here's my suspicion, right? Two things. Obviously, it's in Crystal Palace Park this year, yeah. which, fair enough, I like that. Cool, come on, bring it to South London. But I reckon these guys are going to have small as fuck sets and they can't promote it as if they're going to be here long. That's my suspicion. And I think that's why they're doing that. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, that's like what? Eight artists? Yeah, I I can't imagine Abracadabra having like a good 45 minute set, can he? Okay, so who do we say is one of the biggest rappers in the world right now? The other week. Lil Baby, right? Lil Baby. Tell me yeah. why the fuck Lil Baby is the third line down on a future day. How is future headline over Lil Baby? Why is D Block? You're telling me D- fucking uh, Dirtback Dirtback LB is getting the girls wetter than Lil Baby <laughs> these days. Is that what you're telling me, Wireless? <laughs> Are we really doing that? All right, whatever. Fuck do I know with it? <laughs> fuck do I know? I can't fucking believe I didn't read into it as much now until we just spoke about it. I was like, fuck me. Like Oh, they're not man. serious, are they? These are no. losers. No. I mean, anyways, whatever. We've given them enough time. Yeah. <laughs> it's very half an hour of fucking intro. Let's keep going. Uh, let's keep going. Let's quickly touch on um, her just released a new song, Chris mm-hmm. Brown. She's also halfway to, what is it, an EPOC? EGOT. EGOT. Emmy, Grammy, Oscar, Tony. Yep. So yeah, she's got the Grammy, of course, and she got the Oscar. Oh, yeah. The other day, I can't remember what song it was for. Probably something no one gives a fuck about, but here we are. Uh, so yeah, what do you think of the Chris Brown song? I <clears throat> liked. She she begins it right. She has a first verse. Mm. I enjoyed it, and mm. then it felt a little bit flat. Not particularly interesting. I kind of lost interest. Mm. Much like her whole discography. I mean, I mean, look, guys, look. She's got a fantastic voice, but the she song does. I mean, don't don't yeah, worry, guys. It's just a, it's just a teaser for the album that's definitely gonna drop, right? So we got nothing to worry about. We got nothing to worry about. In 
Fuck me. I don't know how she's keep getting away with this shit. Like, I'm going to mention it briefly because I've already beaten this horse to death. But fuck me. So someone's halfway through an ego for songs that no one really gives a fuck about when someone who has no album out. If Midians turns around and gets like a Mercury Prize next year, I think I might have to quit the Vinyl Collective because I just can't, my brain won't be able to hack that anymore. Because fuck, like, I can't do this anymore. Like, her is a great singer, but at some point you got to put up a shot. Same way you can be like, Jay Electronica, great artist. But until that album comes, because the thing about albums, it's like going from the training grounds to the fucking Champions League semi-final. Like, it's a different mood. People keep acting like it's the same thing. Me making a song on a mixtape that I think is never going to see anyone's light of day is very different to when I know the moment I press send on this album, fucking three million people are going to stream that. That's a whole different yeah, pressure. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? So yep. people keep, yeah, so I, I just can't, I, I smell industry plant and I smell the herbs of the industry plant, but again, what do I know? So whatever. Keep going. Uh, Let's move on from that. Uh, I know you wanted to talk about A2. Okay. He, re- yeah. he released a double, two, two little singles, didn't he? Yeah. One with Etta Bond um, and then the Good other single. one was just him. Not mine, yeah. was it? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, um. Actually, I don't even know. How to talk to, I think I had this on the list, but yeah, I feel the same about A2. He is just okay. Like maybe just subpar at this point. Like I don't see it. I feel like he's a very lazy artist when it comes to his own work. I feel like he's way. He thinks he's way deeper than he actually is. Um, Not mine felt like a bit of a snooze fest. I'd, like mm-hmm. it wasn't. Mm-hmm. I didn't think it was like particularly gripping. Yeah, I mean, it was a bit the tune. Mm-hmm. It was really like yeah. it was like a slow. Drake PND vibe. It's like a kind of like Scorpion vibe. Yeah, Yeah. you can tell this you can tell this guy loves the fuck off Drake like so hard. Like, yeah, he's stuck in that like 2015, you should read this is too late, you know, Drake jungle or pie next door type of shit. Like come Mm -hmm. see me for once type of shit. I mean poor Etabon, then I thought her single was pretty decent on um the other song, No Rush, but but fuck me, man. I I don't see it for this guy, man. Like he's so uninspired. I don't know how he pulled it out on a Mills fucking album, but fuck me. Yeah. yeah, fuck me, man. I'm I'm so I'm so over it. Yeah, I don't have much to say about that anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, he, he really pisses me off. People think, people talk to me like as if he's the truth, and it's like, nah, he's a he's a big ass lie. Um, speaking of the truth, so uh, the boys are back in town. The boys, the boys are back in town. The top dogs, they're back. Fifth of May, they say. They are. So that's, which that's which dog now. will we get though? That's what I want to know. I mean, I feel like all of them are very highly anticipated at this moment, to be honest. So I actually don't mind. Obviously, as a fan of TDE in general, I don't really care who we get. But I know a lot of people are like, Scissor or Kendrick? (laughs) No, I'm predicting Isaiah or Scissor. I'm leaning towards Scissor. If they don't announce Scissor, they're gonna the streets are gonna be so fucking pissed off because yeah, people are hanging. People love that girl, man. But yeah, I get it. I think it'll be Isaiah too, to be honest. I mean, yeah, well, well, how, how would you feel about that, John, if it was Isaiah? Are you a big fan? I'll, I'll be excited, yeah. I mean, it's mm. been a long, long time. So I don't mm. know if some people will have kind of hopped off the Isaiah train. Mm. Um, yeah, I don't know. I think I think even <laughs> if people have, like, come on, it's been, it's been a long time. People yeah. have been waiting for it. As soon as they hear that announcement, they'll be like, it's time. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like Avengers Assemble. Come on, let's go. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. that's what it is when Top Dog drops. Isn't it? It's like mm-hmm. it's never just one of them. Like like Top Dog, the actual guy. Like he's so strategic in terms of yeah. his rollouts. Like 
Yeah, so I feel like it's up. It's once the first one comes, they're just gonna start like popping out. Obviously, Kendrick is definitely coming. I don't know if it'll be this year. I feel like it has to be this year, but I don't really I want mind. it to be this year. Um, I feel like uh, Isaiah is definitely coming. Scissor's definitely coming. I know that for sure. Could. Sarah could, but again, he's not. He has quite weird um, rollouts because I think before nine double five nine, it was four years, and obviously it was two mm-hmm. years after that for redemption. So I'm not too sure. I don't think I'll need one as badly. I feel like it has to be like Kendrick, Scissor, Isaiah. Redemption feels like it was two years ago, Max. It doesn't yeah, feel that three, long ago. Three years ago now, long time. Wow. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I'm still so, living off nine double five nine. I yeah, love yeah. that album. Really good album. Ooh. Yeah, Damn, that's turning five this year. Maybe we'll talk yeah. about it a little bit. But yeah, I mean, yeah, I, I'm excited, man. I mean, whatever they got coming, as long as they don't say fucking Zakari and who's that other guy that sounds like J Rock when he sings? What the fuck's his name? Reason. No. Oh no. I know Reason dropped last year. It wouldn't be Reason. Who the fuck am I talking? Lance Skywalker. I hope they dropped uh. him. Like, it can't be him. It can't be him. <laughs> if they say Lance Skywalker and Zakari are dropping, I'll be pissed off. Like, yeah. So I hope it's I'm on retweeting. <clears throat> yeah. No, but if we, I like Reason. Reason's cool. But yeah, I think Reason drops too recent. It won't be him. Okay. So I think they wanted to get him out of the way even. So I think he's out the way now. Like, Reason's done. Like, it's going to be the big guy. Focus so. on the, the top three. Yeah. Oh, man. Very excited. But I'm excited. Yeah. But I mean, yeah, we'll see what happens. Let's, um... Unless you've got any other news, um, I say let's hit the Spotlight series. Yeah, it's okay. Um, the George Smith songs are okay. I'll probably write a couple of tweets about that. Um, AJ's album, uh, wanted more. Yeah, that's it, really. Yeah, let's keep going. That's um, a long fucking. Reach, I'm, reach, I'm reaching the end of my April albums saga. Oh yes, fuck. How's I've that never, going? I've never Gosh. been more tired. I've never been looking <laughs> forward to a Friday so much. Um. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. I've, it's, uh, yeah. it's been stressful. But it, no, but it also kind of, I think you said at the start, right? Like mm-hmm. it prepares you so much better for album <laughs> reviews in the future because I'm mm-hmm. used to listening to an album three, four times in one day and then having a pretty solid idea of what it's about. The production, mm-hmm. the themes, the lyrics. Um, yeah, just mm-hmm. having like a, a good idea of the album afterwards. Um, yeah. Yeah. So and I've done. I've tried not to just stick to hip hop and R and B either. Of like, which which is probably why there's been <laughs> so little engagement. Uh, I've, I've tried to go, you know, with a bit of like electronic or a bit of like mm. country pop. Shout out Casey Musgraves. Um, yeah, you reviewed the Burial yeah. album as well. That was pretty cool. Yeah, you um, did um, one of Daft Punk's albums. I think. Yeah, as well. Discovery. So, yeah. Um, yeah, obviously it's big classic, big classic. So yeah, yeah. But no, it's it's been really fun. I I mm. think maybe we'll, I don't know, maybe in one of the episodes upcoming we'll we'll like give our our top three from our months or something like that. Or maybe we should do something like maybe let's say maybe we try attack this again, but we split the load or some shit like that, like every other day. I think it'd be quite cool to kind of like just keep doing this. Maybe on the vinyl collective page, obviously. Who no promises, guys, innit? I don't fucking know you guys shit. But it's just, a cool idea. We're just talking right now. <laughs> yeah, like maybe. Yeah, but I think it's something to look into. Because I've kind of kept doing it a little bit here and there. I think it's a good yeah. muscle to work on. So, Definitely. yeah. I mean, what, yeah. Watching, uh, yeah. yeah what, what's in your favourite so far? Because obviously next week, it'll be, Ooh, it'll be done. Favourite so far? <clears throat> Let me have a little look at my list. Um, oof. 
I think Q-Tips album surprised me. I, d- I didn't go mm. in with any with much expectation because I don't know many people mm. that have heard the Renaissance. That was solid. So. Um, ooh. Hear My Dear, solid okay. album. Like really, really enjoyed listening to that. That's, that's the kind of thing I could imagine buying on vinyl. Okay. Like it just sounded like brilliant. Um, Scarface, The Diary, another highlight yes. for sure. Big um, yeah, and also the artist um, Serpent with Feet. Yeah, I've really heard about that. Really enjoyed his, his album before. Deacon. Um, mm. Very kind of like, yeah, very like simplistic, but yeah, but, um, cool. I enjoyed it. It was really short as well, like thirty minutes or something. Mm. Um, but yeah, lots of you can obviously check out Minus. You can check out Topaz as well on our mm. respective Twitter pages. Mm-hmm. Um, give us a follow as well if you want. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> you, can, you can do all of these. Oh, a man, gentle yeah. plug for my. <laughs> for yeah, my this is a gentle plug. <laughs> hey, speaking of plugs, again, like as we do every week. Yeah, as John said, yeah, he's he's half joking, but he really fucking means it. You know, subscribe, but to the Vinyl Collective. You know, follow yeah. us on Twitter, Vinyl Collective Pod, and all that stuff. And then we have our email. You know, if you want to talk about an artist, vinylcollectivepod at gmail dot com. Obviously, this week. We have our boy, another London native, uh, Carl Benjamin. Um, yeah. yeah. So um, with KJ, no, KJ, not KJ. I was going to I tried to abbreviate his name and I fucked it up. KB. Um, so yeah, he's had a bit of a weird, a weird start in terms of music. Obviously the guy's fucking attractive as shit. Obviously he's one of those chiseled guys, you know, yep. clear as you know, he skin walks with in, the dreads. He said, you know, he walks into a bar and women walk up to him and say, hey, yeah. how are you? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Can I buy you, know you know a mean? drink? <laughs> and it looks like he's got the mood of like a fucking, I don't know, like a, a mood of a, of a walrus just so like there, like you don't really want to talk to him. But I bet, what, I bet when she talks to him, he starts laughing, like one of those guys, isn't it? So he looks moody, but he's probably, I think he's probably a good guy. <laughs> Anyways, off topic. Yeah. So he kind of started doing music, um, whilst he was in Brighton. Obviously someone looked at him and thought, Hey, you could be a model. He's like, fuck it. Cool. Did that shit. Um, was part of a band and obviously that kind of clash. He was like, actually guys, can't really do this all the time. Dropped out the band, came back as a singer and now signed to Atlantic. Don't know how the fuck he did that, but props to him. Signed to Atlantic and now he's dropped his first EP, Drist. So yeah, tell me about... Yeah. Uh, well, I think Benjamin. like coming across him was a bit... I know this mm. is one of your favourite words, serendipitous. Serendipitous. You love that yeah, word. I do um, love that word. I feel like it was because <laughs> I only kind of came across him... I think maybe within the last six, eight weeks. Mm-hmm. And then he drops an EP. Um, perfect timing. Um, yeah, I think it's cool seeing those kind of artists. He reminds me a little bit in his kind of career trajectory, a little bit of like Navy Blue. I don't know how much mm. you've got into him, but like he has like a mm. skating career, right? Like he's mm. a good skater. And then also yeah. has this unbelievable <laughs> run of like <laughs> lyrical miracles. <laughs> yeah. um, I'm just like... Ha- like who is this guy like how yeah i don't get it but anyway yeah so carl benjamin dressed um which oh it's kind of out of my head now what it stands for um oh no i'm not gonna fucking remember that i'm not gonna lie to you it's something something it's something deep (laughs) it's something deep (laughs) yeah it's something pretty i actually have it on my phone somewhere oh i'm gonna have to pick that up now Gosh, see the best podcasters in the business, guys. Um, that's us. Deep rooted insecurities and shy and tendencies. That's the there one. That's the one. It's a four track EP, I believe. Yeah, so yeah, pretty yeah, short shit. So, um, yeah. 
No, it's good stuff. Um, I think it's nice to see someone who's like, um, yeah, kind of like exploring like his voice as well as like sounds. Because obviously we kind of said if you like Sir or Carl Dixon, um, then you'll like him. He's kind of that like, he's got the R&B element to him and he's also got like the soul side of him as well, which you kind of see in in, like tracks like Apricot Sky. Um, Mm -hmm. Yeah, I don't know. I think he's an interesting one to watch out for because so few tracks from him and obviously he's like, got a record deal so you, so you know yeah. stuff in, in the the pipeline um yeah yeah he seems, he seems like a guy who takes his time because mm. obviously he got signed obviously 2020 fucked over a lot of people but it does seem like he's like he, he talked he spoke a lot about like oh i want this to be like my first ever single and i want my album to be like this and i, I yeah. knew this was going to be like like he kind of says it like he seems very like planned out like okay i want this to kind of go out like this and all the good stuff there and um, <clears throat> obviously being signed to Atlantic obviously gives you better like access to producers. You're able to kind of work on songs longer because they're going to obviously pay for the studio and shit like that. So that's pretty cool. Um, he's got a lot of soul to him. Like you said, like he is a lot like Sir in, in that sense, um, in terms of way he sings. It's just, it's like, imagine Sir, but British. That's kind of how his voice kind of gives off to me. Um, I think the one thing actually, he's not even him. I think his production could be worked on a bit more. Mm-hmm. So I think a good example is Friends because I feel like the songwriting is there. Like the songwriting is there. Like he can, the guy can write a song, the guy can sing. But then him, when he did the second take of that with the Lagoon sessions, I was like, holy shit. Like, do you know what I mean? You, it's just, the song it comes the alive song. so much more. Yeah. It took the song to a whole different level because now you're hearing every word you're saying. You're like, oh my God, this guy's going through a lot. Like, oh my God. And the way the, the studio version sounds, you're like, you don't, it doesn't hit you the same way. It kind of almost waters it down. So I feel like, um, maybe when he has more of a hand in terms of production, I feel like people kind of like, he'll strike out to people a lot more. But in terms of like the raw skill, like it's, yeah, it's definitely there. Like I'm surprised, like he hasn't really been featured much anywhere or worked with anyone before. And, you know, he's kind of, kind of popped out of nowhere. But yeah, I mean, it's always good to see you. to the scene. Yeah. Mm. I was actually going to say, I didn't know whether I felt like a couple of songs maybe weren't as like deep as he thought they were. I don't know. Okay. Um, yeah, no, I get what you mean. I get like what you mean. They, not that they were like surface level, but it's it's difficult when you're talking about kind of like universal emotions and you're not necessarily coming at it from a different angle. And I know that's mm. stupid to say, because how can you when there's like X number of <laughs> artists in the world and you're all experiencing <laughs> loves? So it's like, how do you come at it from a new angle? But it just—I don't know—a couple, yeah, a couple of songs felt like maybe they weren't as, um, yeah. I think I think what was it the song where he talks about you know being like affected by, you know, like external influences or something. Like I would have no. liked to, I would have liked to hear a little bit more, yeah, like some more specifics on that because it's it's an interesting concept. Mm. But I know that happens. You know, I want I wanted to hear a little bit more about his situation yeah no i fully get you i think the one song actually that it sounds really nice but i'm like what the fuck's he on about is i think the song you're probably talking about as well apricot sky because yep. i'm like okay yep. like because the thing about artists like right the apricot sky yeah like obviously yeah. in the interview was like i don't fucking i don't fucking believe you but whatever <laughs> like when it comes to certain songs if, okay if you're gonna bring out like a metaphor or a concept on a song and so many singers fall into this trap your boy James Blake does sometimes, Sampha does, where it's like, you can't introduce some sort of metaphor and concept 
and don't give the listener a way to understand what you're talking about. Doesn't that have to be obvious, but you have to give them a way to be like, oh, if I read the lyrics, oh, that's what he's on about. Do you know what I mean? It can't just be this like super abstract. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, do you know what I mean? Some super abstract, like, oh my gosh, like, do you know what I mean? Like, because the thing is, it's great if a song means something to you, but we are listening to it. So it has to be something to us. And that's how we connect to music in some sort of way. So I think that's something maybe he can kind of work on. Like, don't, you don't have to be too abstract. Like sometimes simplicity is key. Like you could talk about Apricot, Apricot Sky, but maybe kind of talk about what Apricot Sky means to you at some point during the song. So then we're mm. like, oh, that's what he means. And then maybe we, when we listen to the song again, we're like, oh my gosh, I get what he means now. Do you know what I mean? A lot yeah, of artists yeah. do that. It's, it's a hard science, but. Do you know what I mean? And that's why, like, I'm not shitting them too much because obviously he just got here, but that's something you definitely need to work on. And so many artists, like, even Nao was a big, um, what's it called, culprit of this, like, way back in her early, early, early days, where she would have these songs. Like, she's a great songwriter, but it's like, no one knows what the fuck you're saying. And then by the time it got to, like, Saturn, it's like, oh, okay, like, that's why I think that's why Saturn did way better because everyone knows what the fuck you're talking about. Yeah, something kicked down. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? So, yeah. yeah. That's yeah, it, we, really. the the songs we chose you can obviously find on our um, Spotlight series playlist on Spotify, mm-hmm. um, and yeah, just you know, we've got all of our artists <laughs> on there. We've had twenty nine weeks of it of unrelenting quality of yeah. artists. So yeah, as Toppy said, yeah, give us a shout on Twitter, on Instagram, on our email as well. Um, mm-hmm. Let us know, you know, if you're enjoying these artists, if you have any suggestions as well then give us a shout. Um, Yeah, and we'll be back after a very short break. See you in a bit. Right, and we are back. And as you can tell from our album title, or not album title, the episode title, we'll be talking about the favourite, our favourites, the the best, the best hip-hop group in the last decade. Did he say that? Yeah, he did. He did say that. Brockhampton, they're back. Quote us on it. Quote us on it. They're back. They are back. Um, yeah, they're back with a new record. Um, back with, and, with a two-pack as well, aren't they? The first yeah. of two. So this is the first of two. So they're, on their, on their, back on their bullshit again, like back in 2017, they did the saturation shit. But this time this it's just one This is our last less. tour. We won't be coming yeah. back. <laughs> we'll see. But um, yeah, so we've got the first of two. We've got the penultimate record from, you know, the boy band, Brockhampton. Um, what the fuck? The Roadrunner. <laughs> new Light. Roadrunner New, new Light. Yeah. <laughs> The it's name, the name is like, <laughs> yeah, I don't know what's going on there. It's like, what the fuck? Like, even the cover, right? It's just like, <laughs> I don't know. They're such, no, is they're funny. Like, they're so funny. Like, it's just like some white, like, angel looking figure and like someone in the desert or whatever. It's like, that doesn't it's mean like shit. Scene. But yeah, it's like, it why not? Nothing to <laughs> yeah, but it's like, why not? And I like that they do that. Like, their cover means fuck all in terms of the actual music, like, every time. Maybe apart from Ginger, but that's it, really. Mm. But um, yes, so um, yeah, they're back in town. They're here with a new record. Um, I don't really know what else to say apart from that in terms of Rockhampton. I mean, if you haven't really heard of Rockhampton, then you're probably actually. Let me not say that. I'm not trying to get. I was going to say you're a bit too late. No, I'm not even going to say that. You know what is okay. One thing I will say is, back when I started listening to Rockhampton, which was pretty much at the start when they dropped their saturation shit. I feel like a lot of people, hip hop fans, weren't fans of them. It was more, it was mainly like those like preppy like guys at like university who were into them more so than like the average hip hop fan. Yeah, I I (laughs) think the kind of guys we're talking about. Yeah, yeah, 
Yeah, like I remember one time I was on the coach. I think when I was doing like long distance running, right? And I was on a coach. I didn't know. Fuck, this was my first day ever, right? Didn't know fuck all of the people on the on the coach. And then that's like someone started playing like um, what's it called? Saturation free. And I was mm. like, who the? F-? I was like, actually, that makes so much more sense because half the fucking crew members are white, and Kevin Abstract's a guy who grew up in Texas. Like, and it just that kind of sound, that industrial type of sound. I feel like it takes the um, that demographic a lot easier. So I was like, okay, fair enough, in it. But um, yeah, I mean, over time, I feel like they've definitely gone to a point where you just cannot deny them. You cannot no. deny them. And there's yeah. definitely like a real. Um, there's like a very noticeable evolution of sound. And even to the point where I would say this album combines a lot of where they went kind of one way with Ginger, which was a complete opposite opposite way of like iridescence. They've kind of like merged yeah. a lot of the sounds and taken mm. the good and like the good from each as well. Um, no, which is why I think this is like such a brilliant album. Um, I mean, yeah, just for context, isn't it? So I'm gonna give I'm gonna give the listeners a little inside on. peek, right? So think obviously me and John, we've known each other for quite some time now in it so i feel like he knows exactly how to get me excited for shit so um <laughs> so obviously we'll talk about like obviously the last couple of Rockhampton records they're cool but um, you know i'm not as hot as hot on them as like saturation so obviously i heard this new one comes i'm like okay i'm definitely gonna listen to it but i'll listen to it <laughs> i remember time. it and john's like oh this new Rockhampton album is sick i'm like okay cool he's like but the beats are the best beats they've ever had. I was like, oh, okay, now you've got me. Like, you know exactly how to fucking get me sometimes. And I was like, okay, I have to listen to this shit now. If you're telling me this is the best beats they've ever had. Like, they've had some pretty, you know, decent beats. I'm like, oh, okay, now, now I, I have to just put it at the top of my, like, agenda. <laughs> so, yeah, nice one there, John. Like, got me with that one. <laughs> it got me. I think it. the first track is brilliant, obviously. But it really got me that this was, like, a moment i think on the second track mm-hmm. oh um, man so it wasn't lo- it wasn't long into the album where i was like yeah okay we're on to something here um, <sighs> and something i will say for brockhampton mm-hmm. as well mm-hmm. is that they always i feel like they're so good at quality control do you think so i think so yeah is in i don't feel like they release massively bloated albums Okay, no, that's that is one hundred percent true. And given because, their crew size of like yeah, fucking ten thousand, it's like it's, that's fair. it's something that does come yeah. before most most yeah. groups. Um, yeah, you see, even like duos that I don't know, um, uh, Ray Sherman or like I can't remember oh, yeah, yeah. name. Yeah, like, Ray Sherman. Yeah, like so many of them, the Migos. Like, there's you can always look at an album like that. And those and are like, like two, three guys. Out, I can take out like mm. twenty, maybe thirty percent, and it'll be a decent <laughs> album. Yeah, but like. These guys, maybe there's one or two tracks from this that I'd be like, could have maybe dropped out. But um, yeah, quality control, I think. No, that's no, that's actually completely fair. Now, now you said it, I was like, yeah, yeah, no, 100%. Like, I think one thing about Brockhampton, obviously, we'll get into the tracks as well. But obviously, if you if you know in it, I know a lot of people who probably listen to this buddy FM podcast probably don't listen to Brockhampton as much. But like, obviously, after Saturation, I lost one of their members, Amir, right? Mm-hmm. For reasons that... Are out of the scope for this episode, so no need to get into that. But obviously, he was one of the key members of um, the group. Like he was rapping on nearly mm-hmm. every song. He was the cover for all three of their saturations. Like he was a big part of them. And he was yep. friends with quite a lot of them, like Matt Champion and stuff like that. So like he yep. was a big deal. And obviously, they lost him, and it felt like when Amir left, they lost like a lot of their identity and like in terms of their sound and the, their direction. Like, and then you can definitely tell on like Iridescence and Ginger. Like it feels like. 
they're they're trying to work it out. I don't know, there's enough talent there for them to have like a good record, but it does feel like shit, like I don't really know what Rockhampton is anymore. Do you know what I mean? Because we lost that edge and like I don't know. Yeah. I, 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 is that how you kind of received it? I think so. I think Iridescence did feel was Iridescence the last one with him? No, the Saturation Free. Saturation was the last one with him. Yeah, because Iridescence, mm. whenever I go back to their tracks, there's not yeah, there's definitely like mm. an element missing from from that. Yeah, um, ginger was good. Ginger was very good. Don't get me wrong, yeah. um, mm. but it was definitely like a shift in in attitude, and it did feel like there was a, lacking that like don't know whether like grits the word or mm. but yeah, it was it was definitely lacking something. Um, and then I feel like with yeah. this album, yeah, yeah, I feel like it doesn't it too. doesn't matter. Yeah, no, I feel like Ginger was like their biggest deviation away from hip hop and it feels like this one. I, I kind of get the name because I feel like it is a new machine. Like it feels like they've completely reformed themselves and become like a whole different beast. Like, do you know what I mean? Mm. So like, yeah, like I, I get what you mean. I feel like this one is like, everyone's just kind of evolved like yeah. in, a, in, a, in a really special way, really special way yeah. to be honest. And obviously like with a, a group like Brockhampton, obviously you mentioned the size of them um so many of them yeah how do you (laughs) i definitely can't how (laughs) how do you kind of see um you know in each album you obviously get other than matt champion and like kevin abstract like Mm -hmm. who who did you kind of like see in this album that came to the foreground or like were there characters like that maybe kind of exerted themselves a bit more on this Oh, okay, cool. So, see, the way you word that question, it gives me a completely different answer because I thought you were going to be like, who was the best? But you said who no. exerted themselves more. So, Jabari was not on their previous albums as much. So, he's way more. I know he does some production. I know he does some sort of some voiceovers. Like, he did a couple on um, a song called Stains on um, Saturation 3 that I kind of like. Yeah. Um, I think he came to the forefront a bit more. I think the rest of them, um, I feel like Blue, Bareface, not Blueface, fuck no, not Blueface, Bareface. <laughs> Um, I feel like they don't. I feel like with with Beth because he was the one like true singer of the group. Mm. I feel like over time they've just worked out how to use him. So just like having to dedicate a song to him every single time. It's like okay, mm. we'll try and mix you in. But I feel like he's not as present on this one than other albums, and I don't think that's a bad thing at all. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Um. I, but in terms of that, I think the rest of them. I think in terms of the artists that actually like speak vocally on the record and. I think the rest of them do get their fair um, shine, really. Yeah. Uh-huh, yeah. I think, I think, I think all of them, yeah, have the same. I agree. Jab- I mean, Jabari <clears throat> had, like, production credits, I think, on almost every single track, with the mm. exception of... Um, which track was it he didn't produce? Um, when I Ball. Okay. Um, which was Chad Hugo from Nerd, N-E-R-D. Ooh, that's he produced a- that track. Because it has, it it, it, (laughs) it makes sense, sense, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Because it has that beginning, that like, uh, what's the word? The like typical, um, like Pharrell Williams, like one, two, three, four, into it. Mm, Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, that was Chad Hugo. Um, Great, great production in that one as well. I thought um, Joba was brilliant on this album. I thought thought he was on my fate, what I think is the best track on the album. He had like one of my favorite verses on it, which was the light. We'll obviously yeah. get to that a little bit more. Um, but yeah, I thought otherwise, you know, Kevin and Matt obviously did their thing. Let's talk about Kevin for a little bit, right? Because mm. I feel like 
this is in conversation I haven't really heard anyone speak about, especially not in my peripheral. Hmm. What's so crazy about Kevin, right? Because Kevin, obviously, he's been rapping before Brockhampton. He had his, like, solo, like, project before. Arizona. Then. Yeah, Arizona and Baby. since then, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and since then. Um, so, yeah, he's been around for, like, the last four or five years. He's been ridiculously consistent on every fucking Brockhampton project. This is their sixth project. No, seventh project. Because they had one Anything before Saturation. All-American trash? But yeah, trash. Yes, exactly. All-American trash. So why is he not considered one of the best rappers out right now? And obviously there's a clear, obvious reason why that is. But I just feel like it's just so weird that he's left out of conversation so often. Because yes, you've got Freddie Gibbs, of course, right? You've got to spell it out to play for our audience. Yeah, of course. Yeah, we're going to get there. Yeah. Obviously, I'm saying like, I do genuinely just believe Mm. if he wasn't gay, he would be like probably people's number two or three. Maybe even like the guy is really fucking good. Like he is really good like let's not like and even I to be honest even I forget sometimes because obviously like he kind of just puts himself in the Brockhampton collective and I fully respect that but every single Brockhampton album if he doesn't have the best verse he has like top three and they've had so much material that's not that's not light I don't know he doesn't really feature enough but like yeah when I think of standout verses like he's had some of my best verses in the past like few few years I can honestly say that. So yeah, what, what I don't know. What, yeah. what do you think? Why, why, I does, agree. why doesn't that I agree? I think it's because I don't know why it is. I probably subconsciously do it with the band as a whole when I'm like talking about mm. my favorite artists. For some reason, I don't think of them in mm. that like rapping ability, and I don't know yeah. why. Because they're all brilliant. Like they're all brilliant rappers, <laughs> particularly yeah. Kevin. Like mm. he's versatile as well. I think, which is one thing mm. to be said for like a good rapper they have to kind of be versatile and kind of switch yeah. up their flow um and he does that in this album a lot as well um mm. but yeah he yeah you're right he needs, he needs to be respected a little bit more gosh yeah it's insane but yeah here we are saying it now but yeah i think yeah he's he's fantastic like honestly he's genuinely fantastic and maybe after like brockhampton's blood maybe he'll kind of like work with people more and people get his name out there but like yeah, it's just something I thought about, like, prior to this episode. I'm like, damn, this guy's actually really fucking good. But, yeah. I mean, yeah. obviously, when he's saying stuff like, um, you know, giving his man head or, you know, sucking his boyfriend's dick. I know that's not something that the average rap fan is going to sing out loud at a concert, are they? So, mm. I got to get it on that perspective. But I do feel like, you know, Frank Ocean gets so much love. And I know Frank Ocean is not nearly as fucking explicit as Kevin Abstract. Of course not. But I feel like you got you got you have to respect it, especially coming from like a black man from the south. Like, do you know what I mean? Like, it's just not something you see every day. And honestly, I'm yeah. not saying that. I'm not saying being gay should be is just it should be your shtick. I fully get that. But even outside of that, I feel like it's not like mm. I don't feel like he uses it as a crutch. Not at all, because he's yeah. just doing the same. He's doing less than mo- than the average male heterose- heterosexual rapper. Like he's. Mm. Yeah, yeah I mean, you say mean, explicit, yeah. but like compared to like the average rapper, he's he like he's not. It's just that yeah, yeah. A lot of rap fans who are heterosexual don't really want to engage with that, <laughs> which which is mad because like yeah. I mean I listen to most rappers, but like I'm not listening because I like personally <laughs> kind of like relate to their sexual experiences or their like whatever. I'm yeah. just relating because it's good music. Um, yeah. 
I mean, same yeah. with, like, a lot of guys will listen to, like, female rappers who talk about, like, fucking guys. Like, obviously, Megan Thee Stallion and Cardi B. Like, no one ever has a problem, like, singing those lyrics out. But once a, once you know, it's like, yeah. once you know a guy's talking about experiences for another guy, you know it's real and you know it happened. It's that's like, why, uh, when, yeah, I, when I, I reviewed the album that. a couple of days ago, the Seventh Feet mm. Deacon album, that's mm. why I didn't want to be, like, because I've read so I've read some reviews since from, like, The Garden mm. or Pitchfork, and they all just, like, oh, it's a... Um, what's the word like it's like a love letter to like black hetero- black homosexual love or stuff like that like he's not doing it for that he's just right rap- like he's just singing about his life like he's not doing it to be like the poster boy for like black homosexuals he's just like singing about himself and it's a good album which is why yeah. No, do you know what it's like? It's like being a fucking author and you have that one book that as well and everyone starts thinking that every fucking line you have in your book has some sort of meaning. So, but the thing is, they always do that after the fact. It's always retroactively. So because you're gay, it's why you wrote this. It's not like you wrote this because of anything else. And then it's like, they feel like once they know this about you, it informs everything else in your art when it's like, what if I just wanted to make a song because I thought it was cool? Yeah. It has nothing to do, it has nothing to do about gay people in society or black people in society or whatever. Do you know what I mean? Like I don't know if I mentioned it on the pod before. Um it was either. So there's two examples. I think it was when um oh, who was the producer for Kendrick? What the fuck is his name? Oh my gosh. It's Which name my brain. Um gosh, fuck. My God, this is really pissing me off. Which, Anyways. Can I help no, with some? What no, he's worked on Damn. He did a lot of the reverse beats. Oh, the film. guy that did, um, he reversed a Hiatus Coyote song. I think so. What the, f- yes, what's his name? What's his I name? don't know. I, know. I knew who you were talking about. <laughs> That's fucking annoying. God, he's such a famous producer. But anyways. Was like was Flying Lotus or Someone, no, it wasn't fine. It's not fine, Lotus. We'll, we'll get there. But anyways, he was in the interview, right? And he's talking about like mm. um, working with Kendrick. And someone's like, So, yeah. yeah, you know, what's the whole thing with reversing the beats? Like, is it because the albums work backwards? And he just says, Right, oh, we just liked the sound of reverse beats, so we did it. Like, that's literally it. And because, again, because people hear damn after, like, Oh my gosh, the beats reverse means there's something to that. It's like, Relax, it's just because he wanted to talk about it, or he just wanted to do it. Like, it's not always an intrinsic meaning. I know Ninth he's trying to wonder. find it. It's not Ninth Wonder. Terence Martin. It's not Terence Martin. The Alchemist. Bad, bad, not good. DJ Dahi. DJ Dahi. That's it. It was DJ Dahi. Yeah. Obviously, the fucking amazing producer. Obviously, massive producer. He works for so many people. But yeah, he was getting asked in the interview, like, yeah, like, you know, why did you do that? It's just like, yeah, we just did it to do it. Like, I'm pretty sure every fucking... JK Rowling books been gutted to death because everyone thinks like... Because that's mean, like, I, I get it. I get it. But sometimes it's like, you know sometimes if the, take the easiest sometimes the, the easiest explanation is the real explanation like not, yeah, yeah. not everyone tries to like 300 not everyone's Lupe Piasco trying to like 300 IQ their, their, their songs every time do you know what I mean mm-hmm. but yeah but it's, anyways um, let's get into the album right I <laughs> say, a good it. starting point like mm. without doing like a track by track a good starting point would probably be looking mm. at like features because that's the obvious yeah. mm-hmm. kind of deviance from deviation from previous albums right is that they yes. always kind of and that that's maybe why we kind of think about them in a different in a different light because they don't really interact as much mm. with like the, the all star cast. Um, yeah, obviously true. on this album they they've got some of them. Um, I mean, all, all star in terms of their genre, right? Because that's one thing as well. Because 
thing about Brockhampton in general, and I know they've toned it down so much more, and I appreciate that because also they came out so abrasive, super industrial, especially songs like Heat and shit mm. like that. Like it's just like balls to the wall, and not a lot of like artists will like fuck with that. But obviously, since then, there's a lot of artists that kind of pop up who are in that sound. Obviously, Danny Brown is not one of them, but he's featured here. But JPEG Mafia JPEG is Mafia, another one, definitely. Yeah, JPEG Mafia is very like industrial, abrasive. Like you know, he's, he's not that he's not your everyday um, hip hop artist. And obviously, I feel like him being on this album is a perfect addition. Like this should have happened years ago, legit. Like this was the amazing feature for this. So yeah, let's start with this one. Like I think it's the best feature on the record by far, by far. Like this guy, like. He's he's been great, like he's been great, but man, like oh, God. it's just the he he's 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 just got something about him, right? Where he can kind of go from this like very like libtard accent to like rough and hard hitting, like do you know what I mean? And I mean, I got a couple of quotes on there. It's like um, did you win if your per- purpose is perfect, just perfect potential? Did you live up to it, or are you just doing the minimum? You used to get fifty views. Now they need Peggy's momentum. Let's check the addendum. Oh my god! Like the whole verse, or when he's saying like um, Duolingo, the Duolipa line as well. Like oh my, oh like, yeah, oh but this this guy, yeah, he's he's special, man. But yeah, yeah, this, what yeah, th- this um, like collaboration makes makes so much sense. Um, mm. I felt. Uh, I felt the same with Danny Brown, but probably more so with Jake JPEG Mafia because of his own sound, right? Like mm. his own independent, his own like personal music. Yeah, um, of course. But yeah, I thought some great verses there. I mean, Kevin mm. Abstracts obviously like he does. Mm. Does he do the chorus? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so yeah. yeah, I mean, I don't know. If, mm. ooh, best feature on that album. Mm. Yeah. No. On it for Maybe. me, like a hundred percent, like. It's just the way he came in and that beat was just, uh, everything was just perfect for me on that one. It was like, obviously Kevin Abstract is a fantastic rapper and obviously he does his thing here. And even, um, who else was on this as well? Um, Merlin. One thing I like about Merlin as well, he's calmed the fuck down so much. Like he doesn't need to be like, um, an ODB like reincarnate to kind of like work in Brockhampton anymore. He like, he has like full on verses now instead of like four bars. Like, so I, I, I really, I think he was really good in this song as well, but, um, yeah, I mean, what if, if that's not your favorite um, feature, then who is? Let's talk Ooh, about it. Okay, um, I'm not gonna lie. One of my fa- one of my favorite features is probably ASAP Ferg's first verse. Ah, oh, that was I really thought, good as well. I thought that was, <laughs> that was really, really good. good. <laughs> yeah, yeah. which song was it on? It was on Bankroll, right? Yeah, right after. I thought right after. I thought he no, killed. I thought yeah. he killed the verse on that. Yeah. Like he was just going like rapid fire. And he's and so funny as well. And he says something like, um, don't know why you cuffing, my bitch should be tonguing. <laughs> he's just oh yeah, and also yeah. um what's it called? Rocky doing the the like, um verse. He's yeah, yeah. It's weird because they said they had this song like a couple mm. years prior to releasing it, like maybe two, mm. three years prior. So I'm mm. trying to work out like testing came out in twenty eighteen, but it almost felt like he was in his like um at long last kind of like vibe it's like mm. that kind of like slow like mm. echoey vibe um because mm. there was a lot of like lsd trippy songs on at long yeah. last and it felt a little like that um yeah, yeah. even the way the chorus was kind of like off kilter as well mm. like yeah no i really like this like this yeah this yeah i i i can't hate on that choice 
to be honest. Mm. Yeah, Ferg is so yeah. funny. Like, yeah, bang on. Absolute so, bang on this one. I mean, the other features, the one that really surprised me, right, was um, the guy that I, I was listening to him. And was I know like, what you're going to say. So say gone, so flexy. Sounded like Freddie Gibbs. Mm-hmm. What the hell? Mm-hmm. I had to look it up and I was like, is this, you know, is this like a kind of like <laughs> joke? <laughs> What's going on? Who is this guy? It sounded like Freddie Gibbs. Yeah. I didn't get Freddie Gibbs from it, but I like his voice a lot. Yeah. I think he's got a really good rapping voice. And I know he did like the most of um, the intro to Windows. Obviously Windows is like a fucking six minute song. But yeah, what, what do you think of them? So gone, so flexy. He's on a couple of the songs. Actually. Yeah. Yeah, he was on um, an earlier one, which was it? Yeah. Oh, I can't even remember which one it was now. Um, no, I liked, Win- yeah, I liked Windows a lot. Um, he was on. Was he I think on he might Count be on, on Bankroll. Or Count on Me. One of the two. I think he was on Bankroll. I think he might have been Bankroll. I think he was on Bankroll. Mm. But yeah, no, I think Count on Me, I think he might have been on that one as well. Because okay. there was Shawn Mendes, wasn't it? I think yeah, Shawn, Shawn Mendes, Mendes was on hook. that as yeah. well. Because yeah. I'm sure you know, you're a bit of an official of them. That like yeah. Kevin Kevin Abstract mentioned it on Star. Yeah. And I was like, I'm fucking, fucking no white, white boys. Unless <laughs> it's Shawn Mendes. Shawn Mendes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, the song wasn't my favourite, I will say that. Because mm-hmm. it, yeah. it was quite like a, a summary like vibe. That's one thing about, that will always plague Brockhampton, and I get it. It's a gift and a curse with them because mm. they're so genre bending, and I do yeah. think they should continue doing that because they are good at. I mm. think the genres that they're really good at, obviously hip hop and R and B, but sometimes they go into this pop side, and sometimes it works. Like you know, like yeah. um, what's Sugar? Like obviously that's their biggest single oh. ever, right? I mean, Sugar fucking amazing, but even then, that's kind of hip hoppy as well. But then. Yeah, so sometimes it works. And obviously songs like um, I'll Take You On with Charlie Wilson, he should have done it a, a lot more, actually. But then songs like this, I'm like, I don't know if you guys are taking a piss or it's like, you guys just feel like, why not in it? Because they do feel like a why not type of um, <laughs> crew. Like, it's not it's not a bad song. It's not badly produced. Um, obviously, I think ASAP was all right on this. ASAP Rock is on this. He's not a credited mm-hmm. feature, actually. But he's, um, but one thing I will say, the hook is catchy as fuck, though. Yeah. I know that you... Yes, and it's definitely like a kind of... There's a lot of... Uh, what's the word? Like melancholy throughout the album. Because obviously yes. the theme, which we can go into a little bit more, mm. um, it makes sense that even when you've got the like lighter, mm-hmm. um, kind of like more poppy songs, that yeah. there's still this like element of... Um, yeah, of like melancholy and sadness that's like running through it. Um, yeah. Because in these songs as well, I mean, the the lyrics aren't as, um, like, deeply personal. They're kind of mm. more, um, like, generic, like, uh, unrequited love type songs that there is on, yeah. um, what is it, old news and songs like yeah. that. Yeah. Um, mm. Other features, let's, let's talk about the first one. We mentioned Danny Brown was on it, so yeah. Buzz Cut. Um, this is where I thought, again, like, Kevin Abstract <laughs> just, like, shows himself to be really versatile. Because he came into the first yeah. song and I was like, ooh, who is this? They, like, ah, oh. And he does this He sounds similar to album. Danny Brown as well a little bit on it. Like, his yes, delivery is 100%. like... percent Boom, staccato. Who let the dope boys out? Oh, my God. He's just... He's... Again, like you said, he's so fucking versatile. He's so fucking, like... He does... Again, he demands your attention. Like, when Kevin Astrak does a hook, you hear it. Like, there's no way that's not sticking in your brain. Like, every fucking time. He did it on... um. Saturation 1, Saturation 2, Saturation 3, Iridescence, 
And he did it with um, Ginger. Every single one. Like, he has to start off because you're going to hear it. And, yeah, like, his verse was fucking sick. Like, just... Yeah. Oh, about, man, like, man. his fractious relationship with his mom, right? Yeah. And, and see... how she kind of didn't accept him. Mm. Um, what were you going to say? Go for it. No, no, no. Keep going, keep going. Yeah, no. And no, I think that's... The first song is where you get that... Um, mm. That idea of the light being, like... Uh, yeah, so a lot of the verses that the guys from Brockhampton are rapping in... in mm-hmm. The whole album is about you know kind of adversity whether it's like childhood trauma whatever it is and then they're trying to like see some kind of like silver lining some kind of like he said they thought i'd never see the sunlight um mm-hmm. so yeah 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 i mean i think from, from buzzcut you realize this is not going to be the same old brockhampton because They've been very formulaic in terms of their past projects. So obviously the first song is always like some hard hitting banger, like every fucking time. Yeah. But this one it was kinda like it kinda started a bit, you know, chiller. Like it was way more controlled, way more direct. It wasn't like these like loud sirens in the background or anything like that. It was like kind of yeah, kind of more to the point and a lot more chilled and the the production was way more like fleshed out and things like that. And obviously having a feature, like again, they've never had they don't really do features. So it's like, okay, completely different. And um, another thing about Brockhampton, like, one thing, I, and I always love when artists do this, is when they grow with their audience. Because obviously when Brockhampton dropped, a lot of them were, like, teenagers or they just got into their 20s. And obviously yeah. they were, don't really, they made great songs, innit? But they were definitely, like, young, they were, like, young rebels. And it felt like they were, like, kind of, it felt like when they were rapping, it felt like they were just rebelling against society. And that's kind of how I, kind of what I got in it. Yeah, yeah. But now it feels like they've kind of, like, again, they've calmed down. It kind of feels like they're able to kind of channel whatever that's gone on in their lives. Instead of just, like, spewing out in just terms of, like, angry lines, they actually be able to talk about it in a very controlled way. Like, I've never, like, again, maybe Kevin has been the most, like, personal, but... For the rest of them, it's like they're becoming way more personal in this one. Like, I'm mm. surprised I didn't mention this before. Do you know what I mean? So, then, yeah, I think from literally just from this song, you can tell that, like, okay, like things things are going to be different. Things yeah, I, to- different. I totally agree. Um, yeah. Like, talking about the personal <clears throat> element, um, as you said, like Kevin's done this before, I feel like obviously Joba, people who Oof. know them well, mm. will know that he mm. kind of has suffered from like, is it dissociative personality disorder and mm-hmm. also with bipolar? Mm-hmm. Um, and it, obviously, that's like, been mentioned it seems like it's quite common knowledge but mm-hmm. he takes it to a whole new level <laughs> on the light <laughs> which i think is the best song on the album i think he has I, yeah. one of the best verses on the album I as well mean, like yeah i think he just yeah like kills that first verse he's like contemplating death you know the mm-hmm. suicide of his father when he was young and the impact mm-hmm. that that had on his mental health um mm-hmm. Like the lyrics are just visceral. There's a quote um, mm-hmm. where he's just like, felt numb since September when I heard the news. What I'd do to speak one last time, haunted by the image of a bod- of a bloody backdrop, skull fragments in the ceiling. <laughs> yeah. I mean, th- this song, right? I think you're speechless, right? And that's exactly how I felt. Because I heard it in the gym, I was like, fucking hell, that's a lot. But I mean, when you hear it again, I'm like, Fuck, like, there's not literally, I don't care who the fuck you are. I don't care who the fuck you are. You can be the best rapper in the world. There is not many people who were able, who would be 
who would have the heart, and um, there's no shade in this as well, sorry, who would have the heart to speak about their dad's suicide the way he mm-hmm. did on this song and make it sound interesting. And obviously, that's not the point, right? But it's like, fuck, like, Joe, like, Jova, Jova, like, yeah. what the hell? Like, he, this song, right, it just proved to me, and it, like, I was like, there's Joba and Kevin Abstract and there's everyone else. And I've always felt this way because thinking about Joba, he can actually sing as well. So like, not only can he sing and obviously he's had great verses um, before on like um, Brockhampton, not Brockhampton, Saturation 2, like Sweet and stuff like that. He's had really good verses before. But this one is like, and he, again, like he's, after Kevin Abstract, he's probably been the most personal. But this one, I was like, wow. Like, he's talking wow. about like his mother says like, um, what was it? felt your presence in the room, heard my mother squealing. And it just like, like yeah. <laughs> like, like it's just, it's just the way he says it. I'm like, uh, like, it's just, are you okay? Like I had, some, if I heard that song and I knew, I had to mention like, are you all right? And I'm not saying like mentally, it's like how are you feeling? Because mm. it's so vivid. It's so explicit. It's like, fuck. And obviously, again, like, I think we spoke about it way back then, probably episode two or some shit. Obviously, like, you know, pain can obviously create great art. And obviously, it's grateful, grateful when we get it. But this one is, this one's on a different, like, I haven't heard us, I haven't heard lyrics this sad or this, like, horrific in several years. I'll say that. Yeah. Which is why, I mean, a lot of the mental health stuff makes sense. If this is the kind of stuff that he's carrying around with him. Um, And also, like, We've, we've done the kind of like visceral <coughs> quotes and stuff um, where he's just, you know, mm. setting out facts. But then I think what's kind of underestimated is like the, the kind of like imaginative and like metaphors and stuff that he manages to use as well. Like, um, yeah, what's it? It's like lou- louder than a twisted tongue lion, as sick as our <laughs> secrets, shadow people with needles, bathing through a peephole, bedtime stories from purgatory. I miss you. And it's like, let me just sit down for a, for a minute and unpack. Like, like, oh man, yeah. It's just Insane. such like unique ways of mm. of kind of describing the trauma and the clearly like the mental images that he's still got going around his head. Mm. Um, yeah, I, I was yeah, I was in shock. I think when I first heard the song. Yeah, it's in, it's a re- and don't get me wrong. Like Kevin Abstract does not let up either. He it feels like his verse came. He feels like okay, I have to match this like mm. because. And obviously, like, Kevin Abstract definitely gets personal as well. And the thing about Kevin Abstract, one thing I really love about him as well is that he's funny and serious in the same line, like, all the time. Like, he'll talk about something very serious, like, you know, the struggles of, like, real struggles of being gay. But when he would just kind of play off of the joke, like, whatever, in it, like, yeah, people want to, like, fucking cut my head off in Texas for being gay, but fuck it. Like, I don't give a shit. Like, do you know what I mean? He's always been that, that type of guy. And, like, even though he's talking about wanting to, like, jump off a bridge last summer, he's like, I'll stand on the bridge, I see all y'all under me. It's, like, right in the same yeah. line. Like, it's stuff like that that makes him so fucking good. Like, you know, um, and then he says, you know, I love the attention. I'm a bastard in public. I still struggle telling my mom who I'm in love with. You know, subtleties in between where these diamonds gleam. When Thanksgiving come around, I still don't see him. When Christmas come around, I still don't see him. Like, it's just the way he yeah. says stuff. It's like, oh, man. Like, you know, still struggling to tell his mom who he's in love with. Like, he's just, yeah. It's just that little, like, juvenile part to him. But he's like, you can tell, no, he's fully aware. Like, he's not just, like, yeah. some stupid kid. For sure. And but yeah, the light is number one. For it's me, great. Well. And I think, like, the the kind of instrumentation works with it as well. They use guitar a lot on some of these, like, heavier yeah. tracks. 
and like yeah, yeah the guitar on this is brilliant um mm. and obviously the, there's mentions from from joe at the end of his verse like given what he's just like shared with the the listener and then he says you know about <coughs> seeing the light between the clouds um yeah it's yeah it's mad um so i remember so one i think it was either all music or a, a particular music reviews that called this like a group therapy session and it's like yeah cool. fair. i'll take that no. i'll take that yeah yeah no i think that's fair i think that's fair. and i think it's like there's a couple songs like that as well like obviously they have the second part of the light they have the light part two right at the end where mm. it's completely opposite in terms of um approach right where yeah. it's more okay yeah it is about like seeing the light where it's more like you know don't kill yourself or don't feel like shit is over do you know I mean just because you're going through shit and it yeah. kind of feels like those two songs are kind of like tying the whole like theme of the record together so it's like I feel like the light part one is like talking about okay yeah this is the reason why I'm fucked up but light part two is like despite all that yeah you know it's still okay and you know the light's coming kind of thing I know that's kind of how I saw it really and even, I mean even then it makes sense to talk about that that song as well the outro like mm. the fact that it starts off with like Joba like pleading with his dad not to commit suicide when he's like why yeah. is it why why did you do it um mm. the light is worth the wait um yeah. screaming please don't do it yeah and he's whispering it as well and talking about like you know not being yeah. able to see your grandchildren and stuff like that and like basically like a disconnection to his lineage and shit like that like jo- Joba is yeah like he's like, I would love to see, like, a debut project from him if it hasn't existed already. Like, yeah. I know I, I know, I know, you're kind of unsure on it, but I do feel like because he can sing and rap, like, I feel like I'll be interested enough. I'm not unsure like, for the reason you think. I'm unsure because okay, I don't know how it would translate. Because we've seen Kevin Abstract go off and make a, a, a solo project. Um, mm. But I don't know how Joe would work without all of the... Brockhampton production direction Fair. behind I mean, you him. Can still have, I, you can still have that, but I get yeah. what you mean. Because I feel like there's so much potential from seeing him on songs like this. There's a crazy potential to see what he could do. I think it just needs like, yeah, a lot of production and, and stuff around him, especially because of all the kind of mm. personal issues he's still dealing with. Um, yeah. It can really just go one or two ways when you kind of start out on your own. Yeah, no, I get what you mean. But then it could be like an Odd Future thing where they break out into sex. Yeah. Because obviously like you Perhaps. had like Odd Future and then you had like the internet and then yeah, you had yeah. like a mellow hype and shit like that. So who knows in it? But yeah, I kind of get what you mean. Like if, if they get like Jabari producing like the record does some shit, maybe. Yeah. A I, little I, I break off with, with Kevin, Jabari and Jova. Yeah. Oh man. That would be unfair, mate. That would be very unfair. Um, very but since yeah, since we mentioned the final track, there's a as a reference which kind of allows you to understand Brockhampton a bit better, which is um, a reference to their like record deal, which mm. required that they live that they release a certain number of albums, um, and that kind of leading to them feeling a bit. Uh, what's the word? Um, yeah, like kind of disassociated with with like group rap life. I think just because they've been forced to release all of these albums, which is probably why they're releasing two this year. Yeah, um, yeah. again, record labels. We keep saying it every week, don't we? Yeah, we're going to do an episode at some point and talk about those deals. Danny record label um, just. So I think they got fifteen yeah. million dollars for six albums. 
Fuck. Um, that's a lot of hands as well, remember? Yeah. There's more than 10 of them. Yeah, no, fair. I mean, ooh, I mean, even if it's 20 of them, 750 grand. For I mean, for, I mean, depends how many albums. It's six albums, six. right? That is, yeah, I mean, that is, yeah, that's a bit low, isn't it's it? Do you know what I mean? But the thing about, I don't know when they got signed. Did they get signed before Saturation? I think mm, they did, didn't they? I can't remember. Was it after, it must have been after All American Trash. Yeah, so it was like Saturation 1, 2, and 3, that's three albums. And then they've had Iridescence, Ginger, and this one. So that's, yeah, six albums right now. So it's a surprise. So maybe, so it might have been maybe in between because obviously it's yeah. a six album deal in it. So it might have been after Saturation 1. Yeah. Because obviously, it's, because obviously if this is going to be the last one, then, okay, yeah, fair enough. I get what you mean. But yeah, I mean, sometimes like you, especially when like, you're an indie group and like you've barely got money to make this happen you're gonna take it yeah you are. you're gonna take it do you know what I mean like I, I, yeah. I fully get it so I can't hate on that too much yeah. but yeah um, let's talk about ooh okay what do you think of Charlie Wilson on them I'll take you on I thought it was a nice little R&B cut um, yeah I liked it yeah <laughs> <laughs> I mean it wasn't it definitely wasn't my like my favourite song but I feel like he should have been on it a bit longer, yeah. to be honest. Because he's right at the end. And this shit yeah. like that on this album, that doesn't really make sense to me. Like, right at the end of um, Chain On, you have the Wu-Tang sample. I'm like, yes. how much did you pay for that? Yeah. Because apparently they had a lot of other music that had a lot of 90s samples on it. And they just didn't either have the money to clear it for a studio album or something. That's what I heard. So that's the one they left on anyway okay. I mean, the song confused me i'll take you on because it started i was like are we gonna get a little mm. it felt like a little garage <laughs> intro it's like it's mm. half expecting to hear craig david appear at some point um <laughs> but yeah it's definitely like one of the more electro poppy yeah songs wasn't it yeah no but i think it's again it's there it's there it's just like a thing they need to get out their system like yes. they just feel, they just have to have one of those yes. songs where like they're just singing and just having a good time but yeah. um, and i think that's the one part maybe of the record um that maybe takes the wind out of itself because after windows you start getting yeah. a lot of these um singing songs yeah, so like you get R&D. um yeah you get like old news what's the occasion um yeah old news what's the occasion i'll take you on those three um, where it's just like, yeah, it's slowing down. But I don't yeah. think... So one thing I will say, I think the reason why they've progressed is that, again, these songs feel fleshed out. And they, I don't, they're not doing shit like one-minute songs anymore or having like some random Spanish guy talking in skits, <laughs> which, you know, like, after a while, that was going to get fucking boring, man. But yeah. yeah, so, um, I mean, they always talk about, like, love. That's one thing. One thing about Brockhampton, right, they do have good love songs. Like, um, Face from Brockhampton 1, that is a beautiful song. That is a beautiful song. Um... So they, they are good at it, but it's sometimes it's like, oh, you don't know what you're going to get from them. Like, where the fuck are they going to go with this? So yeah. I guess in terms of the R&B songs, so let's just go through it quickly. So you have um, all the singing songs, rather. Count yeah, On yeah. Me, Old News, What's The Occasion, When I Bore, and Dear Lord. Yeah. I guess out of that set, set so which one's, which one's the, your favourite? I kind of I kind of like the Old News one. It, okay. It's like a nice kind of like unrequited love story, or requited mm-hmm. love story. Um, yeah. And they obviously have that same like trope in there, like, you know, tell them to keep your faith to the sky. Like, again, mm. just trying to <laughs> lift them out of that um, mm. melancholy, whatever they're feeling. Mm. Um, yeah, it's, it's, it was a nice like, R&B song. Um, mm. Was it Merlin was on Old News? I think so, yeah. Yeah, had 
was it Merlin? Yeah, yeah, had yeah, he had a nice voice. Nice verse, sorry. Um mm. Yeah, the other ones I'd say of them it was probably that that I enjoyed the most, old news. I like Dear Lord, actually. I know it's a very quiet bass song, but very like um, vocal, was that right? Joba singing that? I feel like it was, wasn't it? Or was it Bareface? One of the two. Let me double check that. But yeah, dear dear Lord, it I thought I wasn't gonna like it because of the also tune, but it's no, I fucking like it. Yeah, it's Bareface. I think is it just him? I don't think it's just him. Oh, it is. It is just him. So it's the, y'all mm. still doing that shit where it's just that I yeah, I do like that. Like especially and it ties in well with the theme, like um, I don't, I don't know how religious Brockhampton are, but yeah, like it is a really nice, like gospel, um, influence track. And I think that's what's, what's so interesting about them as well. It's like, even though, even if they attempt to genre, even if it's not perfect, they give a fucking good whack at it. Like it's never like, oh, that was such a horrible attempt. Like they always seem to, yeah. they do go for it. Yeah. yeah they they, they always seem to like do a, get a decent attempt at any single kind of genre they kind of touch. And I think that's what makes them so special really. Yeah. yeah. No, it, but, it, yeah. yeah. It was a good song. Um, mm. Like the nice, like, like you said, the auto tune, but it was nice the way they kind of like layered it all as well, quite mm. gospelly. Um, yeah. yeah. Um, let's, ah, oh, we, we've got to get on to um, Don't Shoot Up the Party. I was going to mention that. <laughs> I mean, before we get into let's, that, before we yeah. get into that, so what do you think about the track list in here? Because it feels like you have all these singing songs. Obviously, I'll take you on old news. Yeah. What's the occasion? And obviously, when our ball is rapping, of course, chill, but then you just get Don't Show Up the Party, which is like way more, like, it's completely different to the rest of them. And it feels like it should be more on the front end of the album. But yeah, I want to know what you think about that. Yeah, I find that interesting because I think if you put that at the front end of the album, then it does it's like a serious mood shift, which obviously works for some albums, but I don't necessarily enjoy those albums where it's like seven big hard hitting songs and then five slow tracks at the end, because then I'm like, maybe you should have made it like a double disc or maybe you should have just held them off. I don't know. Don't worry guys. I'm a big fan of slow ties in your records, by the way. Don't worry, but continue. Um, (laughs) Yeah, I don't know, but that was two discs. Ah, it was. Yes, it was. Fair um, enough. <laughs> clap back. <laughs> um, yeah, so I think in that sense, I'm mm. not sure. I think it's mm. kind of necessary to keep it there. Um, yeah. Okay, fair. To kind of like keep But yeah, it's very front heavy. Going. It's very front heavy. Yeah, yeah. no, that's fair. Um, it is a I think it's, it's a good... Again, Kevin Abstract, again, like again. That like arresting voice, it's like, boom, mm. it just like gets you in a seat. Yeah. Oh, let's okay. So what? Well, I know we haven't really mentioned him. He's kind of gone under the radar, but fuck it. Let's 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 talk about him. So Matt Champion, what did you kind of think of him throughout this album? I know he's only on the song as well, but like, what did you think of his verses this time around? So for me personally, I feel like before, like when it came to the saturation series, I thought he was like one of the best ones. I felt like he was like he was definitely in my top three in terms of Brockhampton, but it feels like. Feels like the rest of them have kind of caught up to him. I don't know. That's kind of how I feel about him these days. But oh yeah, I want to know what you think. I think so. Um, I think just definitely because I was so focused on like Kevin and Joba on this album, <laughs> yeah. I kind of let him like fly under the radar. Mm. And I don't necessarily know whether it's like his quality has dropped. I think it's just that Joba kind of had a, an album or two where he wasn't at the forefront. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, I 
but Matt, Matt's funny. Like he has a funny verse on yeah. "Don't shoot up the party." Where he's like, mm. "What is it? Kiss my ass, treat my balls like mistletoe." <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, you can um, still spit. No, yeah, for yeah, sure, for sure. But yeah, maybe, yeah, maybe, maybe it's yeah. maybe it's others that have pushed him a little bit out of the limelight as opposed to his quality dropping. I don't know. Fair, because like you know, on like back in the day, you have like a verse like um, you know, on Junkie like. Yeah, like a crazy verse. No, is it Junkie? Yeah. Like, he's had some crazy verses back in Saturation. I was like, oh my gosh. Like, Matt Champion, he was the one. Like, when he had that, like... um Yeah, so Junkie had that, basically like that... um like Saturation 2, isn't it? Yeah, Saturation yeah. 2. Where he's talking, yeah, he's talking about, like, has like that anti-incel verse, essentially. I was like, holy <laughs> shit. Like, I've never seen someone do this before. Do you know what I mean? Basically, he's yeah. going to beat up a guy who kind of, like, disrespects women. It's like... He did it in a very way that he did it in a way that wasn't corny at all. I was like, wow, like this guy is like, you know, he's bringing something different. Mm. But um, yeah, no, I I, I kind of get that. Like, he's, I, I do feel it's more of a thing of um, other people caught up. And I feel like another person, because no, we're talking about don't show up the party. I feel like another person who was um, kind of slowly faded to the background as well is Dom. Because Dom, I thought I had a lot of raw talent coming in as well. But it seems like in a lot of these songs, he's not. Like before, I feel like he was on a lot of the songs in Brockhampton, but it feels like he's definitely not needed as much for the songs to be good. Which which songs is he on for this out of interest? I um, can't even name ones that he's on. See, that, <laughs> there you go. Um, no, he is on, he's on Chain On. He's on, I know Chain On is obviously dominated by Peggy, but yeah, he's on Chain On. He had a good verse oh, He's on Wait. When I Ball, apparently he, he was writing on that. Yeah, um, I don't know if he does some production on here, but um, yeah. But yeah, I mean, he had some good verses. Like, don't worry, on Chain On, he had a good verse, didn't he? I think he, he, had, he said something like, um, see, words from Marvin couldn't soothe me from what's going on. Um, I like that line. Mm-hmm. He's like, um, when I've been fighting for the truth, I bring some extra hands. Like, do you know what I mean? Like, he's he's, he's definitely good. But but then mm-hmm. it, I feel like, I don't know whether I feel like either the other members of Rockhampton have just gotten better. Like, obviously, Kevin Abstract's always been good. And obviously, Jova's kind of, like, reached his level. Or is this all of them are just good now? And if that, I don't know which one it is. And I if it's the latter, then it's the right time that they're releasing their final two albums. And 100%. kind of go off. But yeah. One more quote. Let's, let's give Dom, Dom some, some uh, yeah. flowers here. So he had the first verse on um, When I Ball and he said, um, was it? Mm. Watched uncles going on vacation for a couple of years. When they came back, they needed clothes and had no souvenirs. <laughs> Oh, uh, I mean, let's pick up when I bought. I really like that song. Like, um, again, they've reduced the auto tune so much on mm. this album, but I really, really like on this one. And I think having um the Neptune's lad, his name's eluding me. Chad Hugo. Yeah. Oh man. Yeah. No, I re- really, really like this song. It mm. feels like Sunday morning. <laughs> Do you yeah, know what I mean? I think like, he's he's from Nerd. Yeah. I think he's Neptune. Oh, he's from Nerd. Yeah, I don't think he's Neptunes. Oh, no, no, no you are. You are right. Yeah. You are right. You are. No, he's Neptunes. I was right. He's part of Neptunes. Yeah, I was right. Oh, yeah. Okay. yeah, come on. My archive's still strong, man. Come on. But yeah, no, like... Yeah, no. Yeah, this, this, the production is so smooth. So smooth. And obviously, they're all kind of talking about, like, people kind of, like, you know, motivate them to keep going and, you know, told them they could do anything and, like, shit like that. Like, yeah, I really like this song, Sentiment. I feel like it's song, it's like, um, they, they, they always seem quite reflective in their, mm-hmm. in, in their lyricism. But yeah, I feel like this one, they kind of got quite right, to be honest. So, yeah. Yeah. Mm. Um, what should we talk about next? 
we we keep dancing around. Don't shoot at the party. Let's talk about it. Come on. Yeah, keep going. So, cool. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So um, yeah. I feel like they kind of like lay America's issues on the table, don't they? They're like, oh yeah, of course. Take everything that's wrong with America. Well, a few of the things. There are a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, they kind of talk about like gun violence. Obviously, homophobia has been something that obviously Kevin is bringing up in a lot of other songs. Um, racism as well. Um, yeah um and it's it's yeah it's like a really it's a cool beat i think that's what i love it's like got those kind of like g-funk-esque synths right Mm -hmm. um and obviously the guy that um produced this or like the sound engineer for this song also did some production on to pimper butterfly as well so i don't know if people listen to this and kind of hear any similarities he's done a lot of production uh i can't remember the name of the guy but he did um he did the kind of like production and sound engineering. Is it Bed? Bed? I no. honestly can't remember his name. Oh, okay, cool, fair enough. Um, but yeah, once I heard that, I could hear maybe some some similarities. Um, fair. Yeah. Yeah. Um, no. Um. No. I know. I, I like. I like this song. It was just. It was just a bit. It just threw me off because I just wasn't expecting. Yeah. Um. I think but, it's a good um, example as well for like the album as a whole. Of like incorporating the the like iridescence energy or like the earlier saturation energy with bits of like you know the like melodic ginger thrown in. Um, yeah, I mean, yeah. there's a bridge where a Kevin and Joba are going at it, and that's one one thing I love about Kevin. Like, even though he's hanging around white people twenty four seven, he just doesn't give a fuck. Where he's like, um, "Stay down, I'm sorry. Stay down, you're ugly. The people need more of the money." These white people don't love me. And obviously you have Jova in the back going, uh 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 oh. Uh. Like just all that. So it's like, yeah, he like he fully agrees, isn't it? Like the bit, yeah, even Jova's like, yeah, fuck the police, that kind of thing. Like, um or even like obviously Kevin Ash like knows like he's you know, he dates a lot of white men, but he's like, I don't need you to love me. Fuck you, come fuck me. Like, do you know what I mean? Like he's just they're just so very much aware of um, you know, the kind of situation they're in. Like I though like I, and I think that's what's really important for them to do in particular because obviously a lot of their fans are white so i feel i feel like it's good for them to kind of like kind of get that out of the way and be like look yeah like you you know you may see a bunch of white people at our concerts but don't think we are like ignorant to what's kind of going on do you know what i mean mm. um sure. there's another there's another part um joba kind of talks about mm-hmm. yeah, crime in Joba's the true. third verse right yeah he's like why well, you gotta so- grab that pistol think about who's gonna miss you exactly like yeah no no it's it's a, it's a good it's a good um it's a good song i wish it was kind of tied to again i do feel, i get what you mean but i think i would have liked the placement maybe next to something else i'm trying yeah. to think what song maybe buzz cut or something but i get why it's there because obviously it kind of keeps the interest throughout the album because it does slow down after this but yeah i mean um there's, let me do one more when he's like um was it Kevin Abstract? When it's like, um, niggas think I think these thoughts on purpose, but I knew about NSYNC for Cash could rule me. <laughs> that is a great, that is a great slide, but yeah. Um, but in Moscow, all American self hatred runs deep, yeah. white boys or white boys, all I see whenever I sleep. So it's like, that's what he's like, he's like, mm. he's kind of checking himself. He's like, yeah, all I, all I'm attracted to is yeah. white guys, but it's like, yeah. do I hate, like, Am I hating myself for just liking white men? Or is it just like 
you know, America te- teaching me to hate black guys. There's so much like self, and to, to start off a song like that, yeah. There's so much self awareness here. Awareness. There's always like, um, was that homophobic? Yeah. I tried to gangbang. I tried to get laid. I had to get paid. It's like I tried to like, um, <laughs> yeah, I tried to like ignore who I am and like tried to do all these things that mm. you know you're kind of seeing in in kind of hip hop culture mm. or in in whatnot. Um, yeah, because you went to a, a predominantly um, Latin, um, Latino, Latina school. So yeah, he even he, 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 I think he even speaks by it near the start of the album. Where it's like, there's yeah. some references earlier on. Like, what's, <laughs> what's it in one of the previous albums? Like, all my all my shooters speak Spanish. Yeah, when he's like, um, he talks about um, they they try to like jump him into a gang. Like you know when you kind of like fight has to fight like a bunch of gang members, kind of get mm. initiated. He talks about that quite a bit as well. Just kind of avoiding it. Um, think on. I think it was iridescence. I don't know. I think it was iridescent where he kind of talks about when he tried to sleep with a girl for the first time and, you know, shit just was not working. Do you know what I mean? Like, but I think the way he says it now is like, it doesn't have to be like a whole song. Like, I feel like he kind of knows like, okay, people get it. I'm gay, but let's kind of talk about what being gay actually, what the conflicts of being gay and mm. just dating white men brings. And then again, I thought that's what makes Kevin Astra, Kevin Abstract another level to everyone else in Brockhampton. Like I cannot, I'll say it right now. I cannot wait for his next solo project because I feel like he's going to get a lot of good people working with him as well I do think that yeah gotta yeah. love it gotta love it <laughs> um, yeah I don't know I feel like have we have we worked our way through the album now um, yeah I think we've covered most bases really yeah. I don't know if there's any song we've kind of left out to be honest but um, mm. yeah no it's a, it's a good album um, probably my favourite so far this year this or Slow Ties really so I'm um, not bad um, obviously, yeah, not not, not by any means perfect. Yeah, not been a huge amount of music. Um, yeah, so look at going back to saturation earlier today, and um, I, I can't say it has the highs of like you know it doesn't have like a heat or a swamp or a junkie or a fate. It doesn't have that, but I feel like they're it's it's kind of like you know instead of just being like up and down, up and down, up and down, they've kind of like met this healthy middle ground, and I'm happy with that actually. Where it's just like they can just give you consistent. I feel like this is the first Brockhampton album in a while actually, where like front to back, I'm not bored, or it's not a song I'm like, oh, turn that off. Like I just need to skip that. It's like it feels like they've kind of consistently hit the mark throughout every song. So, what? So. Yeah. So I'm excited. What do you think the next album is gonna bring? Oof. Um. That's it's going to be a lot of closing question. remarks. I th- yeah, maybe. I think there's going to be more features. I definitely do mm-hmm. see that. I think it's mm-hmm. more features. Maybe just each member trying to be like, I want and I want this verse <laughs> on this song and I want yeah. to go for it. I reckon it'll be, I reckon it'll be really, really good. Yeah. It's, it's pretty much their proof of concept, isn't it? Like, sign me. Look, you see what yes. I did in that last yeah, yeah, Hampton yeah. record? Do you know what I mean? Yeah, the I feel CV, like they're going to blow the budget the on this CV one. for 10 people. Um, yeah, literally. Yeah, I think they're gonna blow the budget. Like, I think it's gonna be, it should be pretty good to be honest. So um, yeah. yeah, I mean, also on top of that, they have the deluxe or whatever the out. fuck it's coming. You know how I feel about deluxes, so I'll leave you to kind of comment on that. <laughs> um, yeah, great. I mean, it's definitely my favorite album I think in the year so far. Um, mm. Even though we've said those like seven out of the th- seven or eight out of the thirteen tracks are like those big high energy songs mm. that others are it's not like they're throwaways they would do like really well on ginger um mm-hmm. and yeah so yeah definitely my favorite album so far this year um 
I like how you just you, you skin, try skim past it, but I'm gonna get what? you. So the deluxe, so the extra songs. So they're gonna have um five extra songs. Um, five coming. Oof. Yeah, I reckon there'll be features. I reckon so, at least three of them will have features, right? So I have the names of them here. So okay. Roberto's interlude. So we're gonna get some Spanish again. Fuck! I thought we escaped it. Um, a song called Jeremiah. Then sex. So it's four songs, sorry. Mm-hmm. And then the last one's called Pressure slash Bow Wow. Bow Wow. Bow Wow. I, I reckon that, I don't know why, but I have a feeling that would be a high energy one. Same. Same. But we'll have to see. We'll see. Unfortunately, like, ah, ah, like, again, I don't, if you're going to, if you intended to drop extra, extra songs, just drop the whole fucking record but whatever but i think this actually might be a physical copy actually so mm. actually maybe i'm wrong maybe i'm wrong maybe this already exists but we'll have to see whatever i yeah, mean i'm looking i'm looking sense. forward to some new music from them um yeah no it's been a while it's been a while yeah to be honest yeah. Nice. no I'm, I, I'm i'm looking forward to it as well um i think this is definitely their best album since saturation so yeah i'm, I'm excited i think i'm back i'm back to be in like a Brockhampton stand again. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? It feels good. It's been, it's been four years. <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> so yeah, it's been a long time. I've been um, waiting. So. But yeah, if you, uh, you know, if you haven't heard the album yet or you've listened to it lots and have some strong opinions or whatever, we're always happy to hear. Um, you can kind of message us on Twitter, TVC pod on Instagram at the vinyl collective pod. Um, and obviously our email again is always, always open. Um, I say you're always open. We have a, we have a, we have a spam folder. Um, uh, yeah, so just give us a shout out. Um, but yeah, as we do every single week, we have our now and then playlist. Um, I am going to let Tope start actually because I feel like we both want to put a song on there, and I'm going to let. Him actually, see, it's too easy to do that. So I'm actually just not do it because it's got to go on there, and I know what I'll song I want. You can no, have actually, it because I want to put a Brockhampton on it. <laughs> actually, no, there's actually another song I actually want to put on there because I know you're going to do it, so Damn. fuck it. Um, so I'm going to put Kuko featuring your boy, your boy Nav. He, he he came good. I can't even lie. Nav was a good feature on this. So um, AJ Tracy, Kuko uh, featuring Nav. That song is fucking sick. Um, yeah, so that's my Nav song. Um, in ter- yeah, in terms of my Ven song, so um hmm so I'm gonna go probably one of my oldest ones but I'm gonna go the message oh Grandmaster okay. Flash and Furious Five I I hope that's not on the playlist already it feels like something that would be on the playlist okay cool so that's, those are my two okay good song um there's no way that we can't put introvert on there so yeah <laughs> introvert little sims is on there um and my then song this is tough i'm gonna go i'm gonna go with mad lib mystic bounce okay it's uh, from the shades of blue from shades of blue i think this song was actually mm. used as well in um forbidden fruit on j cole's born sin album him and kendra lamar but not electric relaxation. And that. Yeah, I think it's called um something brew, isn't it? Some yeah, you're right. Is it Mystic Brew? Some, I think yes, it's called it Mystic yeah. Brown, Bounce. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
that's a massive sample. Some lovely sample. Yeah, it's a good sample. Very um, good sample. And I mean, I guess if people want to check out the Madlib um, tweets, I did. It's a really interesting concept for an album. Um, I won't get into it mm-hmm. too much, but basically, he had kind of access to all of the archives, um, all the kind mm-hmm. of jazz archives of the record label, um, and just mm-hmm. basically like based each song off a particular jazz recording, um, and just kind of like worked in elements of hip hop and um, whatnot into it. Yeah, yeah. Legend. Cool, long fight. This one we got the longest episode to date. I think just about. Like yeah. maybe a couple minutes longer than the last week's episode. Obviously, shout out to us. Obviously, always get hit in the mark. You know, <laughs> the Lemonade Five review. Check that out. Porter, great guest. Probably one of our funniest episodes for sure. But um, yeah, as always, subscribe. If you know you've made it this far, then you have to fucking subscribe now. I mean, you activate our trap card. So um, yeah, subscribe to the Vine Collective. Follow us on TBC Pod. Leave us a review button. on Apple yeah. Podcasts as well. Yeah, tell a friend, tell a friend. Like, you know, um, we, we've got a f- listener in Mozambique. Shout out to Gurm Getz. We do have mm-hmm. a listener from Mozambique. So, I mean, that's just adding the, we're adding the, we're adding the countries up there. So, um, yeah. yeah. So, yeah, just, yeah, keep the conversation going in it. Yeah, leave a review. I know a lot of you guys are following on Spotify. Keep following. Tell your friends to follow, whatever. You know, just say, hey, you like music? Hey, listen to the Vinyl Collectors. They speak some good shit there. So yeah, I think yeah, I think that will be it from us. Any any closing words, John? I think you summed it up pretty well. Then. Cool. Yeah, we will see well, you again next that. week. <laughs>